The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. You want to talk about irony? I mean, I'm sure that this had nothing to do with anything, just the way the schedule worked. Chris Rock is appearing in town tonight. <laughs> I mean, can you talk about timing? And I heard that there the tickets are going for like $1000 a piece. Well, I wouldn't pay $1000 to see Chris Rock. I don't know who I would I don't think I would pay $1000 to see anybody. But that's what the tickets are going for. Good morning and welcome to the show. We call it Talk with a Purpose every Saturday. 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Remember, you can always hear us on 1450 AM as well, and on the web at WPGTalkRadio.com. That's WPGTalkRadio.com. A lot to talk about today here on the show. We continue our series in our 11 o'clock hour, Fighting the Opioid Addiction, with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. We're going to have Trish Caldwell who is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Services. And we're also going to have a success story, Mike G. Uh, He is actually an anniversary for Mike. The other day he celebrated one year of sobriety, uh, courtesy of uh, he followed the RCA program, and we're going to talk to him as well. So that should be a very interesting conversation. That's coming up at 11 o'clock. But in between, we have plenty to talk about here on the show. Yeah, we'll talk about Chris Rock, okay? We'll, We'll talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. And and a few other things. I wanted to talk about that Florida don't say gay bill. And, and a moment ago, I made reference to uh, Mickey and Minnie at Disney World. And a friend of mine texted me and said, oh, they don't say boys and girls anymore. They don't say boys and girls anymore in Disney World. <laughs> what What is is a, 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 all of this nonsense about the Florida don't say gay bill, which we'll talk about. I mean, Disney has come out and said, or a lot of the employees, they don't agree with it, and we hope that there's legislation to overturn that law. Okay. I mean, really? Really? That's what's happening. 609-407-1450, that's the number here, and Seth Grossman coming up in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk to Seth about wokeism. And I'm going to mention to Seth uh, something about Cecily Tynan of Channel 6 must be listening to Seth about solar power because the other day she said, well, if you would have had solar power, you're going to save money on your electricity or whatever. Okay. Anyway, I wanted to talk about this Chris Rock thing because everybody's talking about it, Chris Rock and Will Smith. First of all, they couldn't have scripted that better to have people talk about the Academy Awards all week than if they would have set that up on purpose, which it wasn't. But the point is that that show has become so boring and it's become – it's like a it's, – it's really a snooze fest, I think. And I mentioned last week, I said, if you, if you have insomnia, you turn that on, you fall asleep. I mean, talk about people congratulating each other for lousy movies. And I, I said to you last week, I don't know if you watched it, but don't waste your time – if you have Netflix, don't waste your time on The Power of the Dog. I mean, that that was one of the worst I've ever seen. So the point here is I wanted to talk about this Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. And I wanted to give you a story. 
And this story goes to a person having class and common sense and being sensitive to other people. And I want to talk about my late friend, Big Daddy Graham. I don't know if you you listen to Philadelphia radio at all, but Big Daddy was a, a fixture on Sports Talk Radio in Philadelphia for many, many years. And I had the pleasure of working with him for some client promotions. And Big Daddy, in addition to being a radio personality, his real forte was comedy. And he hosted a lot of comedy shows. And he was a funny comedian. And a few years ago, some people in Hamilton, they had a, a volunteer fire company. And they used to put on comedy shows to raise money for the fire company because volunteer fire companies, I mean, they get money, but the money that they raise is really the major portion of their needs as far as what they need to do with the the firehouse and the equipment and so on and so forth. So they came to me and they said, listen, we've had these comedy shows and, you know, it's not exactly a great turnout, but people do come. Can we get a better comedian? And I said, sure. I said, "I, I have a guy. I said, and he's perfect. He's done a lot of these and he loves you know, local things. His name is Big Daddy Graham. So they booked him for this comedy show. And Big Daddy was very funny. And in the course of this show, prior to him starting the show, he noticed one of the people in the fire company, in the audience, was a person who was, uh, you may call it dwarfism, you may call it short, whatever you want to call it. But this particular person looked like one of the uh, the Munchkins from The Wizard of Oz, and uh, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But th- the point is that he saw this, and Big Daddy had a joke in his repertoire that night that was directed at people who are short. And he went up to this person, and he asked him, "Listen," he said, "I got this joke, and I wanted to know if you minded me talking about it or me me, me doing this." And the guy said to him, sure, that's no problem. I understand. And when he started the joke, he made reference to the guy, and he says, listen, this this guy gave me permission to do it. And he did the joke, and it was a hilarious joke, but it had to do with somebody being undersized, a sensitive issue for someone who is undersized. And I remember thinking to myself, what a class act. And, and as I said, I worked with Big Daddy on promotions and, you know, always enjoyed working with him. Him and I had a few words once in a while, but it was no big deal. And he is no longer with us, a, a, a tragic death at, at much too young of an age. But the point is, that's how he operated. And for, for me, when Chris Rock makes a joke about somebody's condition, even though he didn't say it in in his bit, but it was a joke about something. Listen, women, and particularly African-American women, are very sensitive about their hair. And if I were Will Smith, I would have done the same thing. I would have absolutely done the same thing. And people have said to me, well, what would you have done? If that's if that's my wife, if that's my girlfriend, especially if that's my grandson, absolutely would have done the same thing. Which leads me to, oh, of course, Whoopi Goldberg 
oh, there will be consequences. Whoopi Goldberg, who said not one word about violence in the George Floyd aftermath, she said not one word about Portland. She said not one word about all of the looting and the rioting. Not one word. But Will Smith, oh, there will be consequences for a slap. And I'll tell you what, all of these people, oh, it shows violence in black men. It was one guy slapping another guy. Didn't have a thing to do with being black. It had to do with being insensitive. And it had to do with someone protecting someone else. To which that leads me to, and we'll have some fun with this in this hour, and maybe we'll carry it into the next hour. Kevin sent me a survey, and he said, you know, maybe this is a good idea for you to talk about this on your show. And I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. So he sent me a four-question survey, and I'm going to ask you to answer this. Yes or no? Yes or no? Do you think the award should be taken away from Will Smith? Question two, do you think charges will be filed against Will Smith? Question three, do you think this ruined any of Will Smith's or Chris Rock's reputation? And question four, do you think Will acted inappropriately by using expletives on national and live television? Those are the four, those are the four questions. And I will give you my answer later on in the hour, but you can give me yours. You want to chime in on that. I think it's a kind of a, a, a good exercise and a fun exercise. But all of the talk about, oh, the violence, the violence on national television. Oh, my God. And two black men who are always accused of being violent. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's, let's cut the nonsense out. And let's call it what it is. A guy was inappropriate. A guy defended his wife, as he should have. And that's it. And why is it today that anything goes, you can say anything, uh, and, and, and no ramifications? I mean, Chris Rock can say anything he wants. I mean, comedians do have liberties. But he crossed the line, in my opinion. 609-407-1450. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Seth Grossman, uh, Cecily Tynan must listen to you, you know? I mean, she she gets on the other night. She says, well, if you would have had solar, if you would have had solar energy, you would have saved a lot of money this week on your electricity. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you had a conversation with her, Seth? Oh, I, I didn't realize I was on the air. Yeah, you're on the air. Yes. Hello. Uh, all, all right. Well, I, I guess the, the first topic with the solar energy, uh, yeah, it's, you save money if you had solar energy in the sense that you have windows facing the south, and if the sunlight was streaming into your house, it would warm your house a little bit. But most of that cold weather we had, it was cloudy. It was, it was you know, the, the sun didn't do you any good. So if you didn't have, you know, good old fossil fuels... Uh, you would have been freezing. In, in, in fact, uh, we, we had such climate uh, change getting colder. Uh, I don't know about, about you, but I had mice all over my office, and then I went to the uh, the hardware store. It turns out that, that you know they were almost selling out of mousetraps because yeah. <laughs> all the mice were so cold they were coming indoors. Um, but, but, that, but, that, you know, but that that's something else. Uh, you know, the fact that, uh, again, but, but there are no headlines 
that sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold. Right, when it's yeah. hot, they say it's caused by global warming. When it's cold, it's not even in the news. And if it is in the news, they say, oh, it was a, a, a polar vortex. Uh, and uh, you know, what, what really bothers me, though, is that, uh, that the, your, your teachers, your physics teachers, your science teachers in high school, they know that this green energy doesn't work. They know that, you know, that in order to power New Jersey, you'd have to tear down the entire, you know, Pinelands to cover it wall to wall with wind turbines. Uh, and even then, if the wind stops blowing, you still need uh, the backup fuels to burn fossil fuel anyway. So it's absolutely useless. It's a total fraud. And, and the, the biggest thing about green energy that uh, they never mention, they say, oh, well, we're all going to have electric cars now. Well, how is that green? Yeah. Because one of the first things they teach you in physics is uh, when you change energy from one form to another, you lose energy. So uh, if, if you think you, you know, electric cars are a great idea, why don't they do this in the high schools and colleges? Why don't they set up generators and, and have a gasoline-powered generator and then use your gasoline-powered generator to power an electric car? And see how many miles to the gallon you get doing it that way. Yeah. But they will never do that. No. They will never do actual science experiments to teach people real science. They're just getting us to do this stuff based on pure ignorance. And, and it's scary. Um, but be, before I, I, I wander off, let me just mention that libertyandprosperity.com. We're meeting uh, today. We're having our business meeting a week early because I plan to... Uh, you know, visit my grandchildren for the uh, Passover holiday. So we're having it early to pay our bills. And what we're really looking for, uh, if you haven't paid your Liberty and Prosperity $30 yet, please pay because we need that money to keep going. Uh, we started podcasts now. Uh, people have been saying such wonderful things about our conversation Saturday mornings that they want us to uh, to, to uh, post uh, the recordings on our website, which we're doing now. Right. So people, if they miss the show and they, they miss your podcast, they could go to our libertyandprosperity.com site. But we really need volunteers to take our content and share it with their friends on Facebook, Twitter, and social media, and comments, because we, Liberty and Prosperity, were blocked. So that's our... Our, our pitch for liberty and prosperity dot com. Okay, real quick, yep. um, Kevin had asked me to ask you, and you were so gracious to uh, respond uh, because he he wanted to know, and, and you're the the guy who can define it for us. Uh, that what's what does it mean when people say they're woke? So, can you give us a a, a brief dissertation on what it means to be woke? Well, I'll. I'll, I'll to give a dissertation how brief it will be because it really <laughs> ties in to uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith and, and everything else. Basically, woke uh, was a term in, in what you call ghetto slang from about 20 or 30 years ago. You call it gangster slang, gutter slang, street smarts uh, uh, slang. But within you know the, the ghetto, it was the idea that it, it's, a, it's a horrible world out there if you're smart. Uh, you can get along. So it's not love thy neighbor as yourself. It's it's kill or rob or cheat your neighbor before he kills or cheats you. Very ugly culture, very violent culture. Uh, don't you know? Don't go to school. I used to think that if you wanted to succeed, you go to school and you learn a trade and you get married and you you do everything right. But no, 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 no. That's not how the real world works. 
the real world works is you got to hustle, you got to steal, you got to do drugs, you got to kill somebody, you got to have a gun. A very, very destructive culture. So that was the the uh, the woke world, and this we're talking about uh, 20 years ago, and and it's all in this uh, was put into this song by Erica Badu called Master Teacher. Uh, even if your baby ain't got no money to support your baby, I stay woke. Even when the preacher tell you some lies and cheating on your mommy, you stay woke. I stay woke. I actually tried to get Chris to play that song, but he told me there was so much profanity in it he couldn't put it on the air. <laughs> right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He told me uh, that too. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 that that's culture, and it also comes down to uh, Cardi B song W A P. How do you succeed? That song is so gross and so crude, you, you have to say W.A.P. because you can't even say the name of the song. Right. Uh, and, and I never even knew about it until my daughter was horrified uh, that it was on a mix that her, her toddlers were listening to. So, so it's, a, it, it's that ugly culture. So it's like if you're woke, you know how the real world works. And what happened is uh, in about 2014, 2016, when you had your Trayvon Martins, when you had your Ferguson riots, then it became like a, a Black Lives Matter thing. Like, uh, well, uh, once again, uh, we, we, we doesn't make any sense to go to school, doesn't make sense to get married. The, the white man's never going to let you get anything. So if you want to succeed, uh, you got to get out in the streets, you got to loot, you got to rob, you got to kill. A very, very ugly subculture. Now, what has happened is, uh, and, and by the way, uh, Thomas Sewell, or, or rather Thomas, yeah, uh, Sewell rather, um, had a um, you know had a whole book called uh, Black Redneck Culture, in which he talked about uh, in the South he had this violent culture where if somebody looked at you the wrong way you'd, you'd have to kill him to preserve your honor. Uh, you know you, you you didn't get married you messed around with other people's women you, you did all this horrible stuff. He said that white redneck culture held Southerners back for a hundred years. And he said what happened was that black Americans, uh, many picked up that horrible subculture and that subculture was holding blacks back. But instead of intellectuals and black leaders uh, fighting that evil culture, that so-called woke culture, they embraced it and they glorified it. And, and I remember being disgusted by that when uh, Warren Beatty did a movie called Bulwark back in the 1990s, uh, glorifying that culture. So that's the woke culture that uh, it, basically woke means I'm awake. I used to think America was a good country. I used to think America was a place where if you worked hard and saved your money, you could succeed. But now I'm woke. Now I know if you want to get something, you have to have power. You have to have votes. You have to force the man to give you what you want. Uh, and, and there's no discipline. There's no responsibility. It's just an evil, evil culture, and yet Hollywood is glorifying it, the, 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 and they're teaching this. They're teaching this as diversity, that you have to uh, – that if somebody is failing, God forbid it's not that person's fault. There's nothing he or she can do about it. It's because the system uh, is responsible. And by the way, that is spilling over uh, and messing up the rest of the country. So what started out as this woke soap culture in a black community – is now making everybody woke from from Disney on down. Where if there's something wrong, it's somebody else's fault. Right. And, and we talk about that a lot. And it really, when when you talk about the tragedy dealing with drug abuse, uh, it is really 
in my opinion, causing a lot of that drug abuse, just like socialism caused vodka abuse and, and, and alcoholism in, in the communist Russia in the 1950s and 60s. Because if you tell somebody, you mean nothing, you can't succeed, if you work hard, you will get nowhere, if you fail, we'll take care of you, you have no responsibility for anything, that is an invitation for people to, uh, to want to escape any way they can, and many people use chemicals to, to escape. And, and just in my law practice, I, I just ran into some very tragic situations where you, know, you had bright young men who studied hard and they mastered their profession and they mastered their academics, but they couldn't get hired, they couldn't get into school because the schools and the jobs are looking for, quote, diversity, unquote. Yeah. And because yeah. they didn't meet those characteristics, uh, they were denied uh, opportunities they had worked their entire lives to prepare for. And now that door is slammed in their face. And now some of them are having uh, escaping with drug problems and alcohol problems. So it's just a horrible infection. But uh, again, woke is really woke to a false sense of ideas. Uh, the, the idea that, again, that, that the American dream uh, is a farce that, that, that you know, anything, any of our traditional values, our Ten Commandments, uh, don't be jealous, don't steal, don't lie, uh, our traditional values, love thy neighbor as thyself, they're, they're worthless. Uh, instead, you have to just rely on your power, the gun, the vote, anything that controls other people. So if there's something wrong in your life, it's okay for you to just take it from them. Uh, very, very anti-American, very horrible, but that's what it means to be woke these days. And that's why we have to do everything we can to, to fight back. Uh, and, and, and too many – and we're not doing it. We're right. not doing it. Well, that's why we have liberty and prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we, we, we need a lot of, a lot of help. That's and, right. And I just want to have one, one final point before I forget. Like a typical example is what's going on on our border uh, where – basically millions of people from other countries who don't share our values, who think that they are poor because America is rich. They're not coming here to live the American dream. They're coming to America because they think, and they've been taught since childhood, that America is rich because our capitalism and our colonialism and our whatever, our racism, caused their countries to be poor. So they're coming to America to get what's theirs. And, uh, and they're taking over our country. Uh, in Minnesota, they're outvoting you know, people in Minnesota, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia. So it's really a voting invasion uh, that the Democrats are doing because they are teaching, I, I guess, Democrats that people like me and you are more dangerous to America uh, than people who come in that will reliably vote Democrat uh, uh, for a while. And, and there's no sense of invasion. I mean, look how our cities compare our cities today with what they were when we grew up, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Right. Uh, our cities have been destroyed just as much as Maripol has been destroyed by the Russians in the Ukraine. Right. It's not safe to walk there. The, the stores are burnt out. Uh, you don't feel safe there. And why? Why did this happen? Who is driving this? And then you have to ask yourself, well, people who want to destroy our country – because they think they're going to get power that way or, or they think they're going to get money that way or they've been brainwashed to feel so guilty that America is such an evil place. 
So we got to fight back, and we're running out of time. So that's uh, libertyandprosperity.com. Uh, and I guess uh, we have to be woke, or we have to be awake to the real danger that is happening to our country. So <laughs> those are the thoughts for this morning. Thank you very much well, for, for letting me vent a little bit. No problem. Thanks for, for answering some questions. Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com is the website. The meeting starts at 930 this morning. Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on New Road in Summers Point. Good organization, worth your time and worth joining, libertyandprosperity.com. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey, John, Matt, George, in that order after the break. More Talk with a Purpose after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Oh, we're back here on Talk With a Purpose again if you want to answer our little survey here. Do you think the award should be taken away from Will Smith? This is regarding Will Smith and Chris Rock and the incident. Do you think the award should be taken away from Will Smith? Do you think charges will be filed against Will? Do you think this ruined any of Will Smith's or Chris Rock's reputation? Do you think Will acted inappropriately using expletives on live national television? So feel free to answer one or all. I'll give you my answer towards the end of the hour. Let's go to the phones. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Better up. I'm a, I'm a first up to back, Coach DeMass. Y'all do me best. Okay. Well, uh, listen. Regarding what happened. To, yeah, listen. You yeah. you did your job this morning. You called at 8.53, and we appreciate you holding all that time. <laughs> okay. I had, I had my phone plugged in the whole time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> regarding what happened at the Oscars, I think it was a Hollywood work, so I'd like to skip that survey, if I may. Sure. Go ahead. Um, as far as... Uh, yeah. As far as Vladimir Putin being uh, fighting the New World Order, I don't think so. Uh, Vladimir Putin sat back and watched Azerbaijan open fire on Armenian citizens as recently as July 2020. Now, they're, they're Eastern Orthodox brothers and sisters. So uh, once again, with this invasion of Ukraine, Putin has proven that it's Russia first and the hell with everybody else. That's the role of Vladimir Putin. So if there's any special pleaders for Putin, knock it off. Just stop. But uh, as far as what's going on over there... 
uh, NATO, or, and they're not a bunch of sweethearts either. They've been funneling small arms, being infantry weaponry, into uh, Ukraine via Poland. And the problem with that is it's going to end up in the hands of a terrorist because it falls, it falls to the trapdoor into the black market. It is what it is. We live in different worlds than what people think, I think. And uh, it's going to not bode well for European citizens. You know, I don't think so. Your Ukrainian citizens are beautiful people. They're very, uh, very devout Christians, but the, but the politicians are, are dogs. But they are. They just are. And our politicians here are dogs, too. And as far as um, there's been two great awakenings in America, we need a third great awakening. And black people need to realize that the Democrat Party threw them under the bus with the great society in the 1960s. Sure did. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Sure yeah. did. Now, just, re- just recently, uh, Soviet uh, Sergei Lavrov has met with the Chinese uh, Wang Yi <clears throat> discussing how the uh, New World Order is going to be ran. They need to play a major part, he says, in the New World Order, in this new multipolar world we live in. That means a distrib- distribution of power. I don't know how that's going to work out with those two countries, but they're going to do it via BRICS. That's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now, minus South Africa, those four countries united together can definitely overthrow the petrodollar. That's scary. Meanwhile, we have 18,000 people a day coming over our, our southern border. We're not the United States of the world. There's 197 countries in the world, and they all enforce their borders. So to call us racist because we don't want our, our borders in, uh, in trespassed, that's that's just bogus anyway. And also, we have enough gas and, and pet, petrol and gas and uh, crude to make us energy independent. But look who we have leading our country. It sucks. Thanks for uh, calling. Uh, John, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they call us racist, but they don't say anything about the other countries who don't let people in. Aren't they racist, too? See, did you see the double standard? Happens all the time. Matt is an AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Coach, good morning. Good morning. I'm going to... How are you, sir? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come at you from two different angles here. Uh, Go right ahead about this Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Yeah, I don't know. I might push back a little bit on you here. Okay, no problem. Um, <clears throat> I I'm in Boston yet, and I'm hanging with some heavy hitting people up here. Uh huh. And I happen to be on at a place on Wednesday night called the Wilbert Theater in downtown Boston proper. Which okay. is where Chris Rock and, was playing. There was a guy yeah. doing a show there named Chris Rock. Yes, I know. I I okay. saw that. Yeah, and that was his first show after the uh, slapper around the world. Now, first of all, let me say this: I met Will Smith years ago in, in, in Philadelphia. He owns there's a luxury townhome uh, complex right on the Delaware there, of which I was working for one owner, and of which Will Smith owns four of them. Okay. I met Will Smith, I met Jada Pinkett, I met his mom and dad, okay? Couldn't be nicer people. Let's just say that. That's what I heard. Couldn't be nicer people. But when I went to the show in Boston and I saw Chris Rock, he came out, he goes, look, man, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room once and once only, and then I'll have to get back to you because I haven't processed it yet. I wrote this show for you all a month before the Oscars, all right? And my job is to make you laugh, and that's what I'm going to do, my job. So let's put that to bed right now. And then he went into his routine, okay? Yeah, yeah. And he could not be more of a consummate professional, this guy. Didn't mention it. Uh, didn't 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 bring it up. Just went into his routine that he had written a month before the Oscars. Yeah, I heard that, before. yeah. All I right? had heard that, yeah. 
and he, and he just did his job, and that's that. As far as your part of your survey, is Will Smith going to be charged? No, because Chris Rock's not going to press charges. Right, I heard that. I yeah. mean, actually, they could, but I don't think they're going to because Chris Rock said, nah, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? But the, the fact of the matter is, in today's day and age, John, especially in today's day and age, it's not like when we grew up. You cannot put your hands on somebody in today's day and age. Yeah, yeah. There, there's too there's too many attorneys out there, brother. Oh. You're looking for trouble. Yeah. Listen, we we know about that here in Atlantic City, right? About attorneys and uh, and lawsuits. I mean, uh, yeah, we've had plenty of that. Yeah. My point, Matt, was though, you know, in in this culture, as you said, in this day and age, it's like anything goes. You can say anything. You can do anything. And and if a guy defends his wife, I mean, I would have done the same thing. I, I absolutely would have done the same thing. So, uh, I, you know, I I hear your point, but, you know, for somebody to take – and you, you heard my story about, you know, when I was at a comedy show and my late friend Big Daddy Graham, he went up to somebody. Yeah. He went up to somebody and said, listen, there's a joke in this in this repertoire tonight that really makes reference to somebody like you. Are you okay with it? And he said, sure. So, that you know, that – that's the difference is what I was trying to point out, the difference in approach to something like that. And, and I don't know if Chris Rock knew about that, about the alopecia. Uh, and if he did, I think he, I, I think he would have done it anyway, to be honest with you. I really do. No. You know. I don't think he knew about it, and it wasn't really a harsh joke. Well, G.I. Jane, come on. That was a great movie. Demi Moore. I, I remember Demi Moore that movie. Played a great yeah. role in that. I remember that. Yeah, and she had a shaved head. I mean, how yeah. bad? That, that's that's not a bad joke. I mean, I mean, she. I mean, I think she won some awards for that movie. Uh, I, I mean, don't. Come I on, don't remember. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It, well, it, it's a it's a bad joke, Matt. If you're if you have a condition that you're sensitive to, and your shaved head uh-huh. was a result of that condition. You, you understand? I mean that that's that's yeah, the, do, the, yeah that's that's the fine line. So I I you know but don't put your hands on somebody is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, the, 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 yeah. don't do it. You're yeah. you're looking for a problem, right? Exactly. And I, and I don't I, did it hurt Will Smith's career? Yeah, a little bit. Did it hurt Chris Rock's career? No, no. no you're Will right. Smith did him a favor. <laughs> Look at the tickets. A thousand dollars for tonight, Matt, in in I, Atlantic City. I couldn't have got into. John, I couldn't have got into that show if I didn't know these people that I know up here. Right. I couldn't, yeah. got, I couldn't afford that. Yeah. Yeah, it helped his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matt, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Coming up on a break, uh, George after the break, then Gary. And I believe Craig is on hold, too. Yeah, so George, George, Gary, Craig. Uh, after the break here on Talk with a Purpose, 609-407-1450. Participating in this survey, if you want, we're talking about Will Smith, Chris Rock. Do you think the award should be taken away from Will? Do you think charges will be filed against Will? That's already a no because that won't happen. Do you think this ruined any of Will Smith's and Chris Rock's reputation? And do you think Will acted inappropriately using expletives on live national TV. So that's kind of our unofficial survey here, courtesy of Kevin, who did that online and and got a a bunch of answers, and we'll see if it coincides with that. 609-407-1450, back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment, but there's no controversy here when we talk about B.F. Mazio. We all know 
It is the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. We all know that they won best of the press seven years in a row for best gift baskets. We all know that this year they won best of the press for best produce store. And you know why they won best of? Because they are the best. That's, I mean, that's a very simple statement. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. And when you go in there, I suggest you check out everything. I mean, take a slow walk around the store. It is not that big, so you can take a few minutes and walk around slowly. And what you have to do is look at all the shelves, look down, look up. I mean, there's stuff on top of shelves. There's stuff underneath shelves. But it's all right there. Not only the finest fresh fruit and produce, not only gift baskets, fruit baskets, but prepared foods, baked goods, and more. Gourmet items. I mean, I've seen things in there. I said, that's that's an item? Yeah, it is. B.F. Mazio has it. So check it out. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. And don't forget that, you know, I, I was telling my niece the other day, I said, hey, you know, we got two weeks till Easter. Wow. So, and, and Passover, you heard Seth talking about he's going to the Florida for his family for Passover. So that's coming up. You want to do the dinner? You can do the dinner. You let them do the sides. They have all of the holiday sides that you will need when it comes to B.F. Mazio. All you got to do is order it. You can order it online. You can call them up, whatever. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. It's fresh fruit and produce. It's baked goods. It's prepared foods. It's holiday sides and more bfmazio.com is the website. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. East Coast Roofing and Siding Protecting what you love and own East Coast Roofing and Siding Trust us with your family and home Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT-NOW for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track, our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7 and Shoutout is in network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. 
Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Partly sunny today, high 56. Cloudy tonight, a shower in places later on, low 39. And a shower in the area tomorrow. Otherwise cloudy in the morning, occasional sun in the afternoon, Sunday's high 59. Patchy clouds tomorrow night, low 35. Mostly sunny Monday, Monday's high also 59. I'm AccuWeather's Sally Sherman on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, if you want to email me during the week, jdadv and the number one at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. I have to mention one email from Steve earlier in the week, and he said to me, and it really just, it like just hit me. Because I felt the same way, and and Steve and I are about the same age. And he said, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime a president who was worse than Jimmy Carter. (laughs) Well, here we are. Two and a half years more of this. 609-407-1450. George and AC. George, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. How are you? How are you doing, George? Uh, I'll pick up a little bit on that survey, I I guess. We're Matt and you sort of take off a little bit from there without answering all the questions. Okay. Uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking is easy. It's certainly a lot easier than if you're hot on the spot and you have to deal with it. Right. But I'd like to think that if it was me and I was in that situation, if it was that horrible to me and I was Will Smith, I would – hold my wife's hand, I would stand up and I would turn around and walk out of the place. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Yeah, a lot, your, your, your point is well taken because a lot of people did say that. But, George... You know, any, but, anyway, now the reason reason yeah. that I call. Okay. I uh, Let me ask you a question, John. You're from Brigantine, correct? Yes. You're familiar with the old Atlantic City High School and the uh, monument? Yes. Okay. Do you remember when the monument was a horrible traffic situation where you would go around the monument like a, you know, like a regular circle. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. And then do you remember when somehow or another that problem was almost eliminated with the park coming to the monument? Yes. They were at one time talking about moving the monument to where it should be located in the middle of the park, but then somehow or another they extended the park to the monument and it became a, far better traffic situation. Do you recall that? Yes, I recall. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why I'm saying that. Now I'm going to get into the reason that I called. I relocated to Atlantic City in order to become involved in the advent of the redevelopment of gaming. The redevelopment of Atlantic City as a result of gaming. Right. Okay. That was my reason for coming. Now, with what I'm about to say now, I hope that I'm not burning any bridges but I feel that I'm going to, and I don't mean to, but I think that I will. I don't know if you heard last week, Senator Vince Palestina said that he can't even get a call through to Mayor Marty Small's office, okay, that Marty Small, Mayor Small, won't take his calls, and the reason why the mayor will not take the senator's calls is because the senator supported Tom Foley in the mayoral election. Did you hear that? Did you hear Tom, uh, Senator Palestina say that? No, I didn't hear that, but I thought where you were going with that was that Senator Palestina also said, and I don't know if he said it 
to the press or he said it to Harry, but what happened was he said that he's calling for the state to take over the Atlantic City School District as well as Atlantic City because of this Stockton situation, which you brought up a few weeks ago. Uh, and he also okay. he also criticized Harry, uh, and I thought that was, you know, I like Marty, uh, and he's been on my show, and, and I've always gotten along with him. But, you know, he goes in the press and he says, well, Harry is irrelevant. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Mayor Small checked the ratings lately, but I don't consider those ratings irrelevant. Do you? I mean, it's just <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Right. And, so, and this brings. Yeah, go ahead. And this brings me now. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Now, this brings me now to the burning bridges part, because I've been working on something for like 35, 40 years here. Right. Okay? Right. And, and I'm not going to I'm not going to make it public now at this moment. Uh, actually, it's 42 years. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to back up to that monument. The monument and the park coming into the monument is absolutely as a result of my effort in trying to build back then what was called the Chelsea Food Market. Yes. Okay. And, and okay, the food market failed. Part of it was that roadway improvement. And as a result of the failure, there was a fallback position and. I maintained some of the money we lost about a million seven hundred thousand on that effort, and I'm proud of the fact that we got open. I was the developer, the Boom Market, which is a little market about the size of Castles, serving food in the Chelsea neighborhood for at this point, I guess, about twenty five years. Right. Okay. So I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I've done some good things, some bad things. Most of the things that I've done, absolutely my fault, but I've done a lot in my effort to try to make Atlantic City a better place. Right. Okay? All right, now, the reason that I called. I'm sitting here right now in front of, well, next to the boathouse, looking at this waterway. Okay? And the waterway is pretty nice. It's nice and smooth, but not quite as silky as it could be perfectly smooth, but it's nice. All right? And now I'm going to read a very short letter. Not letter. The reference point is... It's a, it's a website, I guess, Longport Margate Vetner Down Beach, it's called. Yes, I, I know I know the website. By, I know the website, and I know the gentleman who produces that, yeah. Okay, and it's published by, it says, Nanette Lobiondo Galloway, whatever. Okay, right. March 3rd is what it's dated. And now I'm going to read it, okay, and I hope that Mayor Small is listening, and if he's not, remember, Mayor, when you asked me, George, when are you going to, George, will you be on my team? That was about 25 years. I said, Marty, I'm on your team. Okay. And then also for Council President Tibbet, elevator door opened about two weeks ago in Atlantic City Hall. And you said, hey, hi, George. How are you? And I said, quite frankly, not very well. He says, what's wrong? I'm a little upset about things that you're doing. And he says, well, why? And I said, well, you got my phone number. Call me. He never called. Okay. And, I, and so I tell Council President Tibbet, if you lost my phone number, get it from Kathy, which is where I met you, okay, at her restaurant, before you even ran for city council. Right. Okay, and now I'm, and now I'm going to read this very short thing here. Okay, real quick, because we're Osprey, coming up on a break. Osprey Navy, I'll be quick. Osprey Navy to host five universities in its brigantine boat race. Atlantic City, Stockton University Rowing, which is known as the Osprey Navy, will hold 2,000-meter boat races Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd, on the Back Bay Brigantine. The event 
will be held at the Brigantine Rowing Club, the Boathouse, 5th and Bayshore Avenue. Yeah, I know where it is. The yeah. course which shows that it goes on and on and on, and it explains, and I'll go to the last paragraph, okay? Competing universities include Stockton University, Bryn Mawr College, Pennsylvania, Catholic University, Washington, D.C., U.S. Military Academy at West Point, <laughs> Franklin and Marshall University, Pennsylvania, Villanova University. Yeah. Okay, so... Thank you, Mayor Marty Marty, and thank you, Council President George Tibbet, because I think you guys are doing a horrible job. Well, they messed up, everybody. George. George, thanks for the call. Nice we, we, you too, George. They did, and I was going to talk about that because George brought it up a few weeks ago, and it, apparently something fell through the cracks because Stockton had this meet that George just referred to happening this weekend. And the the contract was up as far as you know leasing the boathouse from Atlantic City, and they couldn't be without a home two weeks before a meet. And so there was supposed to be a board meeting on March twenty second, but we can't approve this until we have a board meeting. Why couldn't somebody say, "Listen, we're going to give you an interim agreement that's good until our board meeting"? Why can't they do that? And so Harry brought it up, and then. Mayor Small said that Harry was stoking the flames. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Harry's fault. That's what it is. Really? I mean, come on. And I, and I thought that was, eh, that was inappropriate. I mean, you guys messed up, you know, and, and now here's Stockton over in Brigantine, which is good for the Brigantine economy. Not for Atlantic City. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Gary, Craig, and Robert after the break, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Final thoughts in hour number one on Talk with the Purpose after these words. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. 
Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. You heard Seth Grossman talk about podcasts earlier. Everybody wants to get into the act. You can check out our podcasts. Just Google John DeMassey Podcasts. That's all you do. And it comes up. All the shows come up. You can listen to any and all of them as anytime you want. That's the beauty of today's world. John DeMassey Podcasts. Listen anytime. And it is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Well, good morning, John. Good morning, sir. So uh, let me ask you a question. Is uh, Did Minnie and Mickey, did they switch outfits yet? <laughs> they probably did. I mean. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. So I got the I got I, we, there's so much going on. We got four subjects: FC, yes. FEC, Trump, Trump, Hillary, um, and then uh, the FTA, the Federation of Teachers Association, Dr. Fauci, and Seneca, Seneca Group. What would you like to talk about? Oh, you pick it. All right, it's it's your it's right. your call. You pick. All right, what we're going to do. Uh, we'll do the FC, FEC. You saw that they find a small fine for for Hillary's team, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, which is peanuts to and them. And you saw that Trump is yeah, but hold on, you saw Trump is suing her, right? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so what did the FEC say? Trump has standing. Hillary, you did this. Hello. Yeah. That's what the FEC said. So now Trump, when he puts his lawsuit in there. Kind of looks like a slam dunk, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Now. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, Dr. Fauci this week, uh, I hear, is deleting emails about the Wuhan lab. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Now, yeah. the, the biggest thing is because we got a lot of going on about this anti-gay thing down in Florida. Oh, my God. Isn't that oh, awful? Yeah. Isn't right? that awful? Yep. And then we got the, the, the Federation of Teachers Association, I hear was instructing the CDC as to what the science was as for what they were going to be teaching or how they, if they could teach in, our, in the classrooms. Right. So here. So, man, was that the, the tail wagging the dog? Sure. Sure. And the fox is in the hen house? It's, it, it's just, so, it, it's, it's awful. It really is awful. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, can we go a little bit deeper here? You go ahead. You know, pe- people. Uh, you know, John. You you read something last week from from Mainland High School. Yes, I did. And that's our school. Yeah. And I'm ascending district. And 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 those those of you that we voted in, I could tell you right now, you're voting them out, right? Well, I don't know about voting them out because the people, you know, they might be a little bit behind on this, but I, I think they're going to start to see a change. Yeah. Because uh, listen, the the teachers union can't be on the board when we got, you know, this. Th- they'd be afraid. Listen, 
John, I really do believe that parents are afraid to speak up because they're children. And I think that some of the teachers are afraid to speak up also because, you know, if they speak up, the administration could come down on them. And then yeah. if they need support from the union later on, if they get in trouble, the union won't support them. They'll be on the out the door because they're not, you know, following the pattern that's supposed to be that they pointed out. But so and then if the so, you know what, we the grandparents, I'm 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 about, about I'm able to be a grandparent. I don't have grandchildren. But, you know, the, the people that don't have children in the school, we got to step up and help these parents, you know, because they'll get hurt. Their children may get hurt. Yeah, you're right. And, and people you're, that you're don't, right. you know, cause, you know, it's horrible because we got a democratic thought process a lot. Okay, coming from the teachers' union and they digest this stuff and then they spew it out to our ki- children. And, and and I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you a, can I finish up a little story? Yeah, real, real quick. You got like 30 seconds. My son and I, we were talking and I said, oh, what a beautiful girl you have. And if you have a baby and it has a, you know, an Audi, a penis, I said, what would that be? He goes, well, of course, dad, it would be a boy. And I said, no, I said, you got to let that baby decide. <laughs> That's where we're coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear you. Am I, I wrong? You. No, you're not wrong, Craig. Is that a drop? Good good point yeah. to, to end up on. Thanks for the call. <laughs> you got to let the kid decide. Okay. Oh, that's going to put the wraps on hour number one. It's in the books. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Gary and Robert, if you can hang in, we'll get you right after the break. We don't want to call you a leftover, but that's what we got to do. I'm John DeMassey, hour number one in the books, hour number two on the way. Don't go away. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good to have you with us as always, and we have a full bank of calls, which we'll, uh, which we'll get to in just a moment. I just wanted to mention, because uh, this whole thing, we started the show, and, and Kevin had asked me to ask Seth to kind of define woke, and it's just more of the same garbage. This Florida uh, don't say gay bill, which has nothing to do with gay, by the way, but basically that bill doesn't allow teachers in kindergarten through third grade from teaching material which is called inappropriate. And by that, they mean sexual orientation or gender orientation. And you just heard Craig talking about, uh, you know, his son has a baby. Well, his son didn't, but they had a baby and it was born with a penis. What would you call it? Well, no, it's up to the kid to decide what they are. Come on. This, this is where we're headed with this. But, what what this bill basically talks about how pedophiles groom kids and that's what conservatives are concerned about and and they call it a grooming bill 
some of the disturbing things I've I, I've read this week is that some places are allowing certain books which I think are inappropriate. And you heard Seth earlier talking about a song, and and Seth wanted us to play the song, and Chris told him, "Hey, we can't play that. We'll lose our license." I mean, it was it was like really it was really filthy. But nothing against Seth, but he he didn't realize that, you know we we can't do that. But the point that I'm making here is that the the movement seems to be going in a certain way that is to me not appropriate in how we want to raise our children. New York State has recently uh, recommended that they keep this book on their shelf. It's called Gender Queer, a Memoir. And I haven't seen the book. I haven't read it. I don't, I don't plan to. But it provides, according to certain sources, that it provides pornographic material to children. And then New York State withdrew the recommendation. But in Westchester, Pennsylvania, they voted to keep the same book on their shelves. So I guess where you live kind of depends. Now, if that's my kid in a Westchester PA school, guess what? I'm screaming bloody murder. No, no. What's the reason for that? What is the reason? I'm talking about grade school and maybe up till like age 14 or 15. Well, what's the reason for that? This is what bothers me. That, And one parent put it, I think, appropriately. One parent said, we hire teachers to teach our 14-year-olds. We don't hire them to teach them or to teach the children how to have oral sex at such a young age. And that's true. What happened to the basics? And and that's my point here. By the way, uh, and thanks to Craig, he sent me a survey. 70% of those polled were in favor of the Florida law that Ron DeSantis just signed, and they call it Don't Say Gay, but 70% in favor, 29% not in favor. What's that tell you? 609-407-1450, Gary's in Galloway. Gary, good morning. Thanks for holding. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yeah. Um, did you say that if you were Will Smith, you actually would have walked up on stage and, and yep. slapped? Yes. Yes, I would have. Well, you know, first of all, uh, we don't really know uh, if uh, Chris Rock was aware of. Yeah, we don't. We don't know that. We we don't know that. You're right. You know, and, and uh, the thing is, it, it, there's been comedians uh, throughout the history of entertainment that, that tell jokes that people get offended with, you know, like uh, Don Rickles. Did anybody ever slap Don Rickles? No, but he did it. But, but Gary, Gary, Don Rickles, in my opinion, one of the greatest comedians of all time. And when he did something, you know, he did it in a way that was not to me, even though it could be construed as offensive, but it wasn't. It wasn't. The way he did it and the way he laughed about it. Uh, this thing with Chris Rock, I mean, I thought it was insensitive, to be very honest with you. I really did. You know, and I, I told you that story about about a, about a comedian who I used to 
who is no longer with us, and he did a show for me, and and he was uh, he was very appropriate in going up to a person saying, "Listen, I got to tell this joke. Do you mind?" And the guy said, "No, I don't mind." So, I mean, that's that's the difference. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the difference. Yeah, well, the thing is, if it was me, I, I would have made a, a complaint to the uh, producer yeah. after the show. But, you know, but, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have walked up in front of everybody and slapped them. Well, I mean, that's that's out of line. Yeah. Well, you really? know, consider <laughs> Gary. Consider the source. I mean, and thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Robertson, Kate May, Robert. Good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Uh, thanks for taking my call. A couple weeks ago, Secretary of Treasury, Assistant Secretary of Treasury Paul Craig Roberts under Ronald Reagan penned an article regarding the 30 biological weapons labs connected to Hunter Biden in the Ukraine. Right. And with emails starting to become public this week that cable news in the United States and conservative talk radio are going to have a hard time uh, ignoring uh, the Department, Department of Defense funding of those labs and uh, Eco Alliance directed by Fauci uh, involvement in those labs right on Russia's border, some of them. Uh, Wuhan weaponizing virus labs provoking Putin to invade the Ukraine. It's uh, War is heroin for the military-industrial complex and Wall Street in some cases, and our Congress has multinational interests at heart. Uh, we wouldn't have billions of dollars of Chicom fentanyl pouring over our borders unless there was money being spread around the beltway to our Republican and Democrat elected officials, and their priorities are not the United States' best interest in many cases, and we're going to have tremendous food price problems in this country and famines in Africa uh, direct, as a direct result of this provocation of Russia and by, by the United States towards Russia. Uh, you know, Robert, I wanted to point out, you said something about Fauci. Did you see uh, Tucker Carlson ran a story? Fauci was quoted in 2004 talking about flu virus and flu shots. He said, well, if you have the flu for two weeks, you don't need the flu shot. And that's the best thing you can do is once you have it, you're, you have immunity. And obviously now Fauci has been talking about boosters and shots and all that. Well, there's, there's money involved for him. So uh, fraud Fauci is a fraud. You're, you're absolutely right about that. But what do you think we should do about what you just told us? Well, I think we need some oversight of the – and I and I, my understanding is Trump may have cut some of the oversight of the uh, military spending. Um, I, we don't need 468 bases in Africa when our southern border is porous with uh, invaders from 154 different countries. We shouldn't be sending Ukraine's ranked 154th out of 150. Again, Tucker Carlson pointed this out out of 157 nations in the country. It's far from a democracy. Right. The Anti-Defamation League two weeks ago held a press conference or last week saying that the fascists in the Ukraine are not harming Jewish interests or Jewish people. And so United States taxpayers, I guess the inference is United States taxpayers shouldn't feel uncomfortable sending money to Ukrainian Nazis. They're not German Nazis, they're Ukrainian Nazis. And and so this this we need to de-escalate that, find stop arming and and find some sort of peaceful resolution 
whatever that is, and, uh, and, and recognize that Uncle Sam had something to do with provoking this war. Yes. Well, well said, Robert. Thanks a lot for the call. 609-407-1450. Talk with the Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Remember, you could also hear us on 1450 AM and online at WPGTalkRadio.com. That's WPGTalkRadio.com. 609-407-1450. Let's talk to Frank and Ventner. Frank, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. How you doing? How you doing, Frank? Good, John. I'll just give my two cents on Will Smith. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a, pr- a privileged coward. Um, anytime a man sucker punches another man, he's a coward. I don't care. You want to say you're defending your wife. A sucker punch, I, I, I could never excuse that no matter what was said. It, it, it just—it's it, a sucker punch. He wasn't expecting it. You know, it's different if he had gone up there, as, as um, Gary had just said earlier, and he made an argument. You know, he's a privileged person, Will Smith. There are other ways he could have defended his wife. Um, and, and John, think about this: Would you have suppose it in Atlantic City uh, Comedy Club? Uh, you know, comedians are always making fun of people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, fat. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, how would you feel? What would you uh, think it was right if someone at Atlantic City Country Club, he doesn't, uh, a comedy club, he doesn't like a joke made about his girlfriend and he goes up and hits the comedian? <laughs> he, you know, some, some of them have said that, you know, that they, that, that sometimes, you know, they get hecklers and that kind of thing. And I've had friends who have done stand up yeah, yeah. comedy and I, and I know the dangers. But, but I just think, Here's my problem with this, Frank, that in this day and age, they allow anything to go. And and you take somebody like, and I mentioned Whoopi Goldberg, and you take those clowns on The View. I mean, they never said peep about riots in Portland. They never said peep about people looting stores because of George Floyd. They never said boo about that. And now all of a sudden, a guy goes up and slaps somebody, and oh my God, that's terrible! It shouldn't be allowed. You're right, it, but but look, why isn't anybody saying anything about Chris Rock? And and I've had that happen to me, Frank. I've been in the Atlantic City Comedy Club, and I was actually with I was with, with a girl, and she said, "Can I bring my girlfriend?" She brought her girlfriend, and they were pretty attractive, and they were provocatively dressed. And the comedian made reference to me sitting there, and he says, "This guy doesn't have one; he's got two. You know, well, he doesn't know what the story is." And I just laughed about it because I thought, "Well, you know, what am I going to do? I, I certainly wasn't going to get up and punch him." But you know, it's happened, and, and I, I, I get your point. But you know, what about on the other side? Why do we allow certain things to happen, and and like anything goes? You, you get my point, Frank. Anything goes. No, no, I understand your point, John. But it's just that this is a case. This is a comedian. Yeah, that's true. And that's this true. This is what he is doing his job. This is what they do, whether it was offensive or not. It's, this isn't just some guy in the street that you, you know that was making lewd remarks about your girlfriend. You're in a club. You're in a, a, a setting where you with you know sophisticated people, and and a comedian makes a joke about your wife or your girlfriend, even if it's a bad taste. To go up and hit him, you've got you know, Will Smith is one of the most powerful people. Yes, he is. Yes, uh, well, he is. Say, right? Can't he think? Is, doesn't he have enough intelligence to think of another something else he could have done? Well, yeah, Maybe yeah. If he went up there, took 
took the microphone and started cursing. Well, that I would respect that a little bit more than to yeah. never, a sucker punch. I can never respect. Yeah, never. I, I I got your point, and I appreciate it. But uh, uh, Gary said earlier, well, he should have walked out. But wait a minute, he's up for best actor. <laughs> I'm not walking out if I'm up for best actor. I'm not walking out of that because how many how many times am I going to get nominated for that? So that, I wouldn't have walked out. Bob's in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. Just a couple things. I want to pick up on Seth's point about the, the major cities in his country and how they've just turned into a wasteland. And, and in particular, John, I grew up in Philadelphia, and I know you did too. Yes. I remember I went to visit my parents' grave in in, uh, in Nicetown, right? It's on Front Street. It's on Grand Mount Cemetery. Then we went. We were going to Phillies game, and the interstate was jammed, so we took Second Street down to the stadium. Right? And John, the wasteland that I saw, oh, nice yeah. neighborhoods, nice neighborhoods that were clean, they were safe, just destroyed. I mean, just totally destroyed. And you know. I know we're on the air here, and there's certain things you can't say, but when there, there's a reason why these neighborhoods change, and, and it's not just because people don't have money. I, I, it, it, just, it, it, it just kills you when you see what happened to your once really nice, yeah. decent neighborhood. Yeah. Okay? And, and where I grew up, you know, I grew up in, in where the Gritz Brewery was, at, like around around Germantown Avenue and yeah. Jefferson Street by the Schmitz Brewery, oh, that area, the Northern Liberties, that's come back now. Yeah, it's come back but, a little bit. Yeah, it has. Yeah, you're right. It's come back. But, but you know, th- th- there's no reason why these neighborhoods had to be destroyed, okay? There is really no reason why it had to happen. It wasn't, it wasn't because of weight privilege. It wasn't because of, of, of you know... <laughs> I, I I get you know uh, in this day and age here we just can't really get into why I guess on the air anyway. yeah well yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. well and, you you, know, you can look, you can email me Bob anytime you want and then we, you, well you, you know but yeah but look uh, just one other point I want to make here too is just uh, Chris Rock I think he's funny I do uh, too like, like I do too to okay but but let me tell you the the older comics like here in Sarasota. John, we, we saw some real, and my wife worked at, at the Trump Marina for years as a showroom captain. She saw all the shows. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, comic geniuses like Jackie Mason, like David Brenner, like Bob Newhart, yep. Alan King, we saw them down here. These guys, they didn't use any curse words. No. I mean, nothing. No. And you know what? They, they had me rolling in the aisle, especially the great Jackie Mason. I yeah. mean, this man, hour and a half he went on and on and we saw him in a, in a small comedy club here he was trying out his 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 material for when he was going on broadway and and john you know it it just it's 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 easy to be funny when you use curse word after curse word you're right you're right you know that's yeah, easy uh, yeah, I, but, but I these guys you. yeah you so, mentioned you know, bob it, you mentioned classics and and earlier uh, somebody mentioned uh, and I said something about Don Rickles. Oh, Don I mean, Rickles. Rickles, yeah. Rickles yeah. was a genius when it comes oh. to. I mean, he had me rolling whenever I saw him, and it's the same stuff. You know, uh, you could kind of predict 
you know, there's no Japanese guy in the audience, but he always had a oh. Japanese guy in the audience. <laughs> okay. Well, so it's like, you know, it's funny, you know? Well, yeah. How about these roasts that I think they were, were they Dean Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, remember Dean Martin? Yes. Oh, and funny. Rickles, Rickles was the headliner. Yeah. And I mean, like Ronald Reagan. Yeah. I don't think he was president then, but he roasted the hell out of him. Right, right. And, and you know what? You could tell there was underlying love there. Frank Sinatra, he absolutely destroyed yes. the great Frank Sinatra. I know. But, you know, and Frank, uh, I, look, I, I don't know the man, but apparently he had a temper. But you know what? He loved Don Rickles. Yes, he did. He knew, he knew, he knew that Don, you know, was, was, it was just a joke. And he was, he, you know, but, but what a genius. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know, uh, so. they don't make them like that anymore, Bob. And it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us, as always, for our Saturday morning get-together, a lively show this morning, a lot of talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. And I want to get into this for a few minutes, this whole thing about, and you heard George mention it earlier, Stockton and the Boathouse and the Stockton going to Brigantine and Senator Palestina and Mayor Small and so on and so forth. It's... It's just it's a story about bureaucracy and how it can get in the way of common sense. That's how I look at it. 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. But first, no controversy here. Not one controversy when it comes to the finest automobile on the market today, and that is Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. Have you noticed, well, at least I do because I drive a Lexus, have you noticed a lot of the TV shows and a lot of the commercials where they feature, you know, some, some Lexus cars? A lot of TV shows, you'll see they'll, they'll be driving around in a Lexus, and that's because, you know, they're showcasing fine automobiles. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. ACLexus.com is their website, ACLexus.com. And a few people have told me, said, well, well, John, what are you advertising for? I mean, there's no cars on the lot. That doesn't mean they're they're they didn't go out of business. They're still in business. They can still get you a car. I mean, they have a large network of dealerships that they can draw from, and certainly some cars are harder to get. But if you order it or whatever, you can get your car. But what you really want is to test drive one of the best cars on the market today: Lexus of Atlantic City, thirty one sixty nine Fire Road in EHT. I drive the the ES three fifty. And it's really, I'll tell you, I do a lot of driving back and forth to Philadelphia. And this week I'm going to be taking a short trip, (laughs) short, it's a five-hour drive to Connecticut. And and believe me, you don't feel it at all. I mean, you can be in that car for hours and you get out and you don't feel like you've been riding in a car. That's, That's how great the ride is. Check it out for yourself, whether it's the ES350, whether it's the NX, whether it's the IS250, whatever it is, you check it out. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Stop in, ask for Helen. She'll do a great job. She'll get you the car you want. And remember, online at aclexus.com. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose after these words. East Coast Roofing and Siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? 
If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Best of the Press, seven years in a row for gift baskets, and this year, Best Produce Store, BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, now features an expanded prepared food section, more selections, and fewer reasons to cook. BF Mazio includes baked goods, prepared foods, gourmet specialties, and the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Special orders are welcome. BF Mazio online at bfmazio.com and holiday sides for your Easter and Passover dinners. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road, Northfield. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Before Vladimir Putin became dictator of Russia, he spent most of his life working for the KGB, the secret police of its communist regime. Their main mission was to use ideological subversion or psychological warfare to divide, weaken, and eventually destroy their non-communist enemies. One of their biggest successes was the creation of the so-called Green Environmental Movement, first in Germany, then in Europe, then in America. Years of their propaganda got us to shut down much-needed oil and gas pipelines and safe and reliable nuclear power plants. That's why we're now tearing down the vital electric power plant by Parkway Exit 29 in Upper Township when we should be expanding it. Gas and electric prices are high today because wind turbines and solar panels are useless and unreliable. Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. Thanks. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget you want to email me during the week, jdadv, the number one, at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. Also, follow us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And this is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I just wanted to mention for a minute, and we'll get to John and Linda in just a moment, uh, this whole thing about the Stockton Boathouse issue, I didn't know about it till George called a few weeks ago, and I wasn't aware of what was going on. But the Boathouse is owned by the Atlantic City School District, and Stockton was their tenant. And with the new change as far as the superintendent, Barry Caldwell was the superintendent, and Laquetta Small comes in January 1st as the new superintendent. And I believe there was some communication about renewing the Stockton lease. And what I hear is that there was some kind of a text message going around saying, should we approve it? Should we not approve it? And the vote was against it. So Laquetta Small told Stockton, well, look, we, we got to have a board meeting. And at that point, we'll decide, which was March 22nd, they have a meet this weekend, which is happening right now. And so they said, well, we can't live with that because we, we have a meet. I mean, we need practice time. We need a facility. So they went to Brigantine, and that's where they go. 
But what I want to point out is common sense. What was going on here? And when they had this text message that went around among the powers that be, and they decided it wasn't favorable for Stockton, what was the issue? And nobody's talking about that. So Marty Small tells the press that it was stoked by Harry Hurley. Now, Harry's just reporting what he knows. And what I, look, I like Marty. And I've always gotten along with him, and he's always come on the show whenever I ask him to, and I will have him on in the near future. But he said it was all stoked by Harry Hurley, who is irrelevant. Uh, Marty, before you start quoting who's irrelevant, please check the ratings. Harry's number one in the morning. So (laughs) please tell me how that's irrelevant. And please tell me why it's his fault that he stoked this controversy. Just, I'm sure he asked the question, what happened? Why did this happen? And why couldn't somebody come in and say, listen, just just stay there until we, until we have a, a meeting, until we vote on it. But stay there for now till your meet, and then let's deal with this later on. Why doesn't common sense prevail in things like this? And then Senator Palestina gets in this, and he says, well, we ought to have the state take over the school district. And then, of course, listen, I don't blame Mayor Small for getting upset, but he's saying that, and and Senator Palestina made up a good point, and I've said this on my show long before Senator Palestina, that it costs $27,000 a year to educate a student at Atlantic City High School. And I know of private schools, and, and, and let's face it, Senator Palestina's kids go to St. Augustine, and that's less than 27000 and that's a world-class education. So Marty's saying, how can you compare St. Augustine to Atlantic City? We're an urban school. Well, that's not an excuse. You're spending $27,000 to educate a, a, a child in Atlantic City. I mean, you want your money's worth? I mean, I think so. I, and... and you know, the point here is common sense, let's get things done that that benefit the community. And I don't know if Stockton pays rent or whatever the deal is, but at least try to accommodate a good tenant. That's all I'm saying. 609-407-1450, John's in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Uh, yeah, good morning. So thanks for letting me call on a second time around. Um, my friend Billy and I will... We'll, try to one-up each other on what's going on in the world. Okay. Now, he knows I'd like to go back in ancient history. Well, yeah, I'd like to go back in ancient history and tie it into what's going on today. Like, I'll tie in what, you know, um, Joey Caesar across the English Channel in Anglia, modern-day Britain, to what's going on today. That kind of, he's ready to just uh, <laughs> give give up on me at that point. But uh, we try to one-up each other on what's happening. And uh, his opinion of the Oscars is that um, yeah, Will Smith can expect uh, his movies to never come up for an Academy Award ever again. He more or less bitch slapped himself. That's what his. But before I give my conspiratorium uh, rant on what I think of, think happened at the Oscars, I like to say what's going on in the here and now. Uh, the Swedish government saw in their airspace MiG jets, Russian MiG jets equipped with two uh, nuclear tactical nuclear weapons. Now, of course, ICBMs carry the heavy payloads. 
and the bombers at this point, because the nuclear weapons are so powerful nowadays, you would have to drop it from the mesosphere at the top of the earth to avoid anything uh, happening to your plane. But uh, also, um, Putin has uh, Chechen boots on the ground in Ukraine. They're, they're radical Islamists. Chechnya is a radical Islamic country or a region, and uh, he's also allied with Iran, which are radical Islamists. So that's the kind of guy Putin is. That's what we're dealing with. So as far as I'm concerned, I just gave him. The, I just gave him a my answer about what happened at the Oscars. It's just more bread and circuses. It's actually just a work with the Hollywood work, the sag the uh, the boost the sagging ratings of the Oscars, and also to keep us diverted away from what's going on. Right. And again, man, this is a great show. Thanks for letting me call in. All right, John. Thanks a lot for the call. Let's talk to Linda and Absek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hello, John. So hey. you're going to Connecticut? Yeah, going to visit some friends. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit of a getaway. So, <laughs> well, if you see the school nurse in Connecticut who was suspended for revealing Connecticut public school was secretly giving children puberty blockers behind no. their parents' backs, no, give her um, a bravo. Wow. And so. So gender queers, the new reading material, you were saying? Well, they they uh, they nixed it in New York State, but in Westchester, PA, they left it on the, the they left it in the library. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to think that. And why? Why? What, what what does this serve? What what is the purpose of this? I mean, if you know some a person, I I don't know. I doesn't serve any purpose to me. And to think that my grandmother gave me, I, maybe when I was seven, I'll say, uh, a black Bible that had a zipper around it and had my name in gold leaf. Wow. And I struggled to read that. And, um, yeah, so I guess that would mean that I would have to tear out some of the pages in that book, if not discard my little grandmother's Bible with my name in gold leaf totally away. Yeah, well, that that what what a sick that, how sick are we, Senator Palestina? I mean, I I, I what, what good parenting? I I applaud him for how how he's educated his children, and it has really come down to that. If it even means moving, and it's easier said than done, but until our elected representative and I think Senator Palestina would be a good one to get, talk about this like really seriously, yeah. like get your kids out of public schools and get the money. You know, have your legislators get us our money for for that 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 go to that go to the schools down around here, right. so that we can get our money and send them to the schools that we want to. That's right. That's You've right. You've got to save these children. That's right. Now, Will Will Smith? No, he should not give back the uh, Oscar. No, I wouldn't. No, uh, I wouldn't. Yes, I like Will Smith. Uh, I think he was dumb and stupid. And excuse me. And um, what was the other questions? Oh, um, let me see. I got my notes here. Uh, do you think the award should be taken away? You said no, and I said no. Do you think charges will be filed? Obviously, no. Uh, do you think this ruined any of his reputation? I don't think so. Well, now, he we, took a hit. Well, he, he took he, a hit. But guess what? Guess what, Linda? He he puts out another movie. People will go. Because he's very, well, you good. Know, when, he's when, very good. When 
when and and uh, Chris Rock said he didn't know that she had that condition. Yeah, I'm, I'm and that sure. just that condition just came out. Now I know you said you don't believe him, but you know then it's case closed for you. Yeah, right. For those of us who may think that uh, you know Chris Rock could be telling the truth, then it's 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 not so easy to close the case. And I was so sad to hear he 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 resigned from the um, academy. Well, I think he's a very talented man. And I, I do. I like him a lot. Me too. And I, I'm I think so he's, sorry yeah. he did that. That was so stupid. Well, but I've been dumb and stupid in my life. <laughs> so have I, Linda. And thanks a lot for the call. Yeah, we all have, unfortunately. 609-407-1450. Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to DJ after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609 609- 407-1450, a lot on the table. Will Smith, Chris Rock, the situation with the uh, boathouse in Atlantic City and Stockton and Brigantine and so on and so forth. And uh, also the the book Gender Queer. New York State said no. Westchester, Pennsylvania School District said yes. I say no. Okay? I don't know what you say. Feel free to chime in. 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk with a Purpose after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with These Money Minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT-NOW for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track. Our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. 
For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, partly sunny skies. I-56 tonight. Considerable cloudiness with a shower in spots late, low 37. Sunday, breezy with a passing shower or two, cloudy in the morning, then intervals of clouds and sunshine in the afternoon. I-59, mostly sunny Monday, I-59. I'm AccuWeather's Chris Morelli on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here and Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, you can always get any of our shows at any time. Now, we have our Talk With a Purpose replay Sundays from 5 until 8. So that's today's show tomorrow from 5 until 8. But you can listen at any time. Just Google John DeMassey Podcasts, and they all come up. It's that simple, all right? You can listen at that at any time you want. Talk With a Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Don't forget, at 11 o'clock, we're going to have our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series as we continue. Trish Caldwell, Senior Vice President of Clinical Services for Recovery Centers of America, will be here along with a success story a gentleman who has just celebrated his one-year anniversary of sobriety. So we're going to have a, a lively 11 o'clock hour here on Talk With a Purpose, so stick around for that. 609-407-1450, our number here. DJ is in Summers Point. DJ, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. How you doing, John? I haven't spoke, spoke to you for a while. Well, you must be a busy boy. Well, I'm busy. I'm still enjoying uh, the sunshine, you know what I mean? Good, good. Uh, and I'll be back in uh, a couple of weeks. Well, so listen, some of us live right, DJ, and obviously you do. So, you know, not, nothing against you. But uh, in my next life, I want to come back as you. How's that? I appreciate that, John. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just one of those pension people from the state, you know, that lived off the taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, earned, <laughs> you earned your stripes, you know. I think I did. I really do. I did for about 47 years. I think that was enough. Yeah, that's right. Uh, But but I'm not making $300,000 a year, okay? (laughs) I just want to clarify that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Listen, on this uh, thing with the Oscars, as far as, you know, what happened, uh, everybody has an opinion. Right. But apparently, Will Smith has the ultimate opinion of who was right and who was wrong. And apparently his opinion is he was dead wrong. He admitted he was yeah, wrong. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he apologized. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. After all the smoke cleared, after everybody calmed down, he calmed down. He really, you know, you know, I think I lost it. And another thing is society likes people that admit they were wrong. Yeah. Because in the long run, they get can get back in the public grace. Right. Yes. And I think this is what he's decided the best way to do it. And I don't think Chris Rock is a vicious man. I don't think it was was made to be vicious. Uh, he made a joke. That's what he gets paid to do. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh my! Think of past award shows and uh, remarks that were made to the stars sitting in the audience. Okay, what Ricky Gervais has said at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Look at the behavior of Robert De Niro at some of these awards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, this is not just one one time. Yeah. Okay. And what I say, if everybody gets, you know, should just is uptight about something during the day, get the old Don Rickles album live from the Sahara, made in like in 1967. Put yeah. it on, and everybody relax and have a chuckle, yeah. right? Because the, because the people I know that goes to Don Rickles shows, right? And I've been to about 20 of them yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah, I've been people to a few. Yeah. A Don, yeah. <laughs> people when they leave a Don Rickles show. Right, they feel good. They had a good laugh, and the only thing they're maybe a little bit upset about is they weren't insulted directly by Don Rickles. Right, right. <laughs> you, you know how it works, John. You'll give the, the you'll give the seat uh, uh, guy an extra twenty to put you up front. Yeah, I I did that <laughs> so, a few times. Yeah, absolutely. There, there you go, John. It's yeah. just it's an unfortunate thing, but I think Mr. Smith's realized I had a bad night. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Look at, the, look at the press. Look at the press today, because the the article about Will Smith resigning from the Academy, and uh, the a picture of the Laugh Factory out in L.A. supporting Chris Rocker side by side. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it'll show you. Yeah. But, that's, but again, John, that's just my, you know my opinion. That's your two cents, <laughs> DJ. Thanks a lot for the call. Good hearing from you again. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. That's our number here. Six zero nine. 407-1450. A couple of minutes left in this hour, and we still have time to take your calls at 609-407-1450. Uh, <clears throat> I did not get to this last week, and I wanted to get to it, and we have a few minutes here. Uh, he was scheduled to be on my show. By the way, before I forget, in April, we have Senator Vince Palestina on the show in two weeks. And the last Saturday of the month, which is April 30th, we have Congressman Jeff Van Drew. So we have some some big guests coming up on the show here on Talk With a Purpose in the month of April. But this is a bill that has been co-sponsored, and we, we tried to get him on a, a while back, and it just never worked out because of the various schedules. But uh, State Senator Michael Testa, now he represents parts of Atlantic, and and – Cape May and Cumberland. He's co-sponsored a bill which would reaffirm parental rights and amend current law to prevent schools from teaching some concepts related to what Republicans are calling critical race theory. Now, we talked about this last week, and we actually read from a handout that was given out at Mainland from obviously one of the parents. But did you know that legislation was signed into law a year ago that required school districts to incorporate instruction on diversity and inclusion in grades kindergarten through 12 as part of the New Jersey student learning standards. This, I mean, when I saw this, I said, how did this sneak by? The bill states that schools must highlight and promote diversity, including economic, 
gender and sexual orientation, race and, race and ethnicity, disabilities, and religious tolerance. The schools must also examine the impact that unconscious bias and economic disparities have at both an individual level and on society as a whole. And, and so, as Senator Testa said, we trust parents to know what is best for their kids in this area and believe that they should have the final say, not the woke crowd who want to insert their progressive agendas into our classrooms. So this bill would amend that bill. And like I said, how did that sneak through? Did we know that snuck through? I didn't know about it. But as uh, Senator Testa said, this would return the focus on these issues to uh, to higher grades. Not, I mean, do we have to? T- how many times have we said this? Do we have to talk about sexual and gender orientation in grade school? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I grew up in grade school, I was concerned about sports about school, about how much I could go outside and play. It was We didn't have computers then, so, you know, we went outside to play. That was my main focus, not on gender orientation or sexual orientation. Are you a boy or are you a girl? I never asked that question. I'll tell you. I, I just want to know how this bill snuck by. I mean, maybe you heard about it, but I didn't. But uh, we'll we'll see if we can if this bill gets passed. But don't be surprised if it doesn't. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. A rare moment in the show where we have a couple of open lines, and if you want to jump in with uh, a comment on what we've talked about, Will Smith, or uh, the situation with the boathouse in Atlantic City, or this bill from uh, State Senator Michael Testa, or uh, State Senator Vince Palestina, any of those things. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com.
At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT now for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track. Our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. Back here on Talk with a Purpose, 609-407-1450. That's our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. We had a lot on the table today here on the show, and we're getting ready for our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series coming up at 11 o'clock. Trish Caldwell will be our guest. Trish is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Services at Recovery Centers of America. And uh, Mike G. is going to come on, and Mike is celebrating, and and we're really proud of him. Uh, He's celebrating a one-year anniversary of recovery, and he celebrated that the other day. So we're going to join in the celebration. Hey, one year in recovery, that's a big deal. It's a very big deal. So we'll talk about that as well. 609-407-1450. So I I thought I would mention, you you know, a few people asked me, and, and they disagree with me, which that's what we have here. We have discussions. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. I have no issue with that. But do you think the award should be taken away from Will Smith? No. That's a definite no for me. Charges will not be filed. As Chris Rock said, he's not filing charges. No. Do you think this ruined any of Will Smith's or Chris Rock's reputation? Well, obviously not Chris Rock because they're getting $1,000 a ticket. (laughs) I'll take three of them. (laughs) Right, okay. $1,000 a ticket for Chris Rock? Boy, he better be funny. That's what they're getting for tonight. He's in town. How's that for kind of like scheduling? Fortune, $1,000 a ticket. I don't think there's anybody I'd pay. Well, maybe Sinatra, but he's not performing the last I heard. (laughs) Uh, And do you think Will acted inappropriately? Well, using expletives on national TV. Um, You know, I don't know. I I said no to all these questions. And it was a a survey that, that Kevin made up, and he said, why don't you do this on your show? And, and I said, yeah, we can do that. But but I said no to all those questions. So that's just uh, my two cents. Frank is in Abseek. And Frank, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. John, I, I just wanted to fact check you on a couple of things that you said during uh, during one of your monologues a little while ago regarding Atlantic City school system and the boathouse. Yes. Number one, you said, you said that the cost per student at Atlantic City High School was roughly Twenty-seven thousand dollars. Yes, correct. Yes. Well, it's actually somewhere between twenty-one thousand and twenty-two thousand. Okay. And and you feel, and feel free to to check that. Number, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it. Yeah, but someone. that that was what I was told right. a, that, a few years ago. But that's, I understand. That's okay. But that's it's okay. a, it's a it's a tw- it's a twenty at its worst before the state came in to take over Atlantic City. It was at twenty-five thousand. Yes. And 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 Brigantine Brigantine. Margate, Limwood all have higher per pupil costs than Atlantic City does, 
but obviously, you know, they're suburbs and people don't, don't mind paying taxes to have, you know, the schools the way they do. And they got more money. Give you they, the, they got more money than Atlantic City. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. And then the second thing was, is with regards to the boathouse, Stockton was operating under what's called an SOP, which is Standing Operating Procedure. Yes. They never had a lease. Okay. They were not technically a tenant. So they were there, okay, but between with a from a memorandum of understanding. And whatever happened, happened, okay? But it's it's a boathouse. Move on. You know? That it that it's the focus of a state senator, you know, accusing a, a superintendent of schools and a mayor. There's more important things to worry about than whether Stockton, Rose and Brigantine or in Atlantic City. Well you're right there. You're you know? right there. You're right. You're right there, but but it was just my point was, how did this happen? No one reported that. What you just told us, no one reported that. I didn't see that report sure, at all. Sure. You know, but okay. And then you know, and there's a funny little thing that I've got about Stockton now. Harvey Kesselman has been ghost on all of this. You've heard nothing. You've only right. heard from Diane D'Amico. Right. And this one, the 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 president of the college has been ghost. The other thing he's been ghost about is which I find utterly amazing is the former superintendent of Atlantic City Schools, Barry Caldwell, Stockton alumni, the present superintendent of schools, Dr. Laquetta Smalls, Stockton alumni, the mayor of Atlantic City, Marty Smalls, Stockton alumni. He's never once called them out for reaching the top of their field and being back in their hometown working in Atlantic City. He doesn't say anything about anybody. The man's ghost. Well, it really, he really is. You, you know why? It's <laughs> he's dodging. Right, he's he's dodging bullets, Frank. You know, he's he's not going to. He's really? not. Yeah, he's not so going to. He, he shouldn't be. He, let me ask you. He shouldn't be proud of his his graduate alumni who've reached the highest in their fields and work in their hometown, trying to make it a better place. Yeah, he should avoid that. No, he that shouldn't. You're telling me? No, That's no, right. no. I'm saying he's avoiding them because it's. It's a controversial issue. And, Frank, unfortunately, we got to move on. Real quick, let's get Joe and Summer's point here. Joe, you got about a minute. What's on your mind? Okay. Back, back in the 70s, I'd work on cars all the time, and my father would say, what are you doing? I'm doing this. Doing if it ain't broke, son, don't fix it. Right. And with the school, with the school system, I mean, I learned about sex in high school, and it was mind-boggling to me. I, I can't imagine – someone in kindergarten or first grade trying to even, I mean, that's under perversion there. To, exactly. To try to stick oh, something I agree. In. I agree. Uh, uh, un- unbelievable. And as far as the, uh, I've been clean from heroin for 17 and a half years. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. And, and uh, the, the, the Lord came into me uh, at a place called America's Keswick, where God speaks to hearts and transforms lives. And I, I tell everybody every day, whether they want to hear it or not, and that's that's how that that goes. But uh, yeah, this whole thing is is just a mess with this sex. Uh, oh, I agree with you, Joe. It's, it just it's it's got to stop. And and thanks for the call, Joe. And and congratulations on seventeen and a half years of recovery. Hour number two is in the books. Hour number three, fighting the opioid addiction. Trish Caldwell, senior vice president, of clinical services, Recovery Centers of America, and Mike G, who was in recovery, and we're uh, happy about that. I'm John DeMassey, hour number two in the books, hour number three on the way. Don't go away.
following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us, as always. We continue our series, and when we started this show, we are now in our seventh year, and shortly after we started the show, we began this series because that was the big news, you know, the opioid addiction and so on and so forth. And I thought, well, you know, we'll do this for a couple of years, and the crisis will be over, and we move on. Well, guess what? We're now in our seventh year, and... uh this thing is looks like it's going to be around for a, a while. But fortunately, we have people like Recovery Centers of America out there who are doing their best to help people out, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Trish Caldwell is our guest today, tr- Senior Vice President of Clinical Services. And also, we have Mike G. And Mike is an alumni of RCA, and the, the other day he celebrated his one-year anniversary of recovery. So we're, we're very pleased to have him on as well, and Trish Caldwell. And Trish and Mike, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Good morning. Thanks good morning, for having yeah. us. Thanks for coming on, Trish. You're 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 a veteran of this, Trish. You've been on several times. Good to have you back again. I have. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. Thanks for keep asking. Well, you know, when you started, I, I don't know where you were, but but now you're senior vice president. So uh, I guess what that is true. What's your next step? Is next step a president or or what? <laughs> I think this is probably the uh, the last step. Okay, I think this is probably it. Okay, but uh, I've always stayed within the clinical realm. Yeah, uh, senior VP for clinical services is your title. I mean, what what is mm-hmm. what are your duties? What does that mean? So it means that I am ultimately responsible for making sure that I and we at RCA are creating meaningful programming for those that we're going to be serving. So I have been with RCA for about five years. I've certainly moved through the system at RCA, um, always focusing on the clinical integrity of what it was, evidence-based practices, integrating the family, which is a very large focus of um, a lot of my time here at RCA, was involving family members, helping to support their recovery while simultaneously supporting the recovery of those that are coming to see us. So I I think in a nutshell, again, it's across the enterprise. It's making sure that we're offering evidence-based practices, um, staying within the trends of what we're seeing within the communities and providing clinical opportunities for our patients to heal and recover. Uh, Let's talk about today's show, Trish, and we're calling it Mm -hmm. um, Unique Treatments for Young and Older Adults. So we're going to we're going to go yes. both ends of the spectrum. Uh yes. Is there a difference between treating someone let's say 18 to 30 as opposed to someone who's like say 45 to 60? Talk about that. Yes. There is a significant difference. I think, you know, there's certainly a lot of things that overlap in regards to the education of what substance use is, um the way that it starts to impact your body physiologically. But as far as what recovery looks like, um, when you're talking about a younger adult population, we are needing to make sure that we are attending to the fact that for them, their brains aren't even fully developed. 
So for a young adult, their brain does not fully develop until roughly 26 years old. That's excluding that they introduce substances during a very kind of primal time of year for brain development. And so we know that there's unique needs for those young adults. Um, They engage in behaviors that are oftentimes a little bit more impulsive, a little bit higher risk. Um, When we talk about what accountability looks like and responsibility for a young adult who's still learning those skills um, as they continue to age, um, these are things that need to be addressed a little bit differently for them. Um, So there is a very large component of you know, paying attention to the physiological changes that occur for a young adult, paying attention to the neurological changes that are continuing to develop for those young adults and for so many of them when they introduce substances into their lives. Um, you know, oftentimes in the teens, their coping skills started to become surrounded by the substance. So if I am really anxious, if I'm angry, if I'm depressed, and I start to introduce a substance into my experiences, the skills that I needed to learn to get older, to be more accountable, to manage my impulsivity, to help myself with my anxiety, those skills actually get pruned away because the substance became the skill. And so I won't go into too much detail in regards to the, um, you know, the neuroadaption, but there is a significant difference between a young adult and an older adult in regards to brain development. And so those have to be accounted for. Um, Family therapy looks very different for a young adult than it would for an older adult. And so we want to make sure that we're addressing that. And then, you know, introducing them to recovery communities can also look different because when you ask an 18 year old that, you know, we're going to need you to be sober for the rest of your life, it's a lot different um, than when there's a a 50 year old that you're saying some of those same things. So a lived experience changes the way that they perceive their future. Um, So a lot of that happens for those young adults and for the older adults, you know, we're looking at very different life changes. So they might be preparing for empty nesting. There might be preparing for, um, you know, retirement. They might be preparing for career changes, um, you know, metabolically their body changes as well. So we want to address that and pain medication. So there's very distinct differences between those populations, certainly overviews that are similar in regards to education about substance use and its impact, Um, but pretty distinct differences in the way that we would want to treat them. You know what I was thinking as I'm listening to you explain, I'm thinking that uh, with younger people, everybody kind of perceives that this is a problem for young people because they're young, they're impressionable, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. if you're, you're older, if you're over 40, over 45, and you may be addicted you don't know you're addicted, but you don't think you are because oh, I'm older. I'm not a kid, so this is not something that affects me. Do you find that's Correct. that's the perception out there? Yeah, it is an interesting way, right? So perception becomes a part of your story. So for a younger adult, their perception is that I don't have a problem because they are invincible. Right. Um, and so there's a different level of recognition for an older adult, right? There is a different way of recognizing kind of what we would consider and what an individual might consider their own rock bottom. So older adults typically have families, they may have children, they have careers, they have things that they start to notice are being impacted. Um, having said that, to your point, today, as a result of the pandemic, the average age of an individual accessing treatment um, is 40 plus. 
Wow. So we are seeing more individuals that are 40 plus right now than we are seeing young adults entering into treatment. Um, and we are also seeing a much more significant, about 60% of our patients are coming in for alcohol use disorder. So this is a pretty significant. So when I was listening to you introduce this, right, with the opiate epidemic, um, you know, the community is changing as a result of lived experiences, as a result of the pandemic. And so, you know, we are having to also change to adapt to make sure that we're treating the needs of the populations that are coming. But right now we're seeing a lot more older adults coming into treatment and a lot more coming in for alcohol use. If so you've a just, very different way of looking at it than opiates. Right. If you just tuned in, our show is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. It's our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. Our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Trish Caldwell is our guest. She is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Services for Recovery Centers of America. And we're going to get to uh, an alumni of RCA's Evolution Program. His name is Mike G., and we'll get to him in just a moment. You have a question for Trish or ultimately for Mike? This is the time to call in at 609-407-1450. And we're talking about Adults, uh, I guess, 50-plus, Trish, uh, this Evolutions program, and Mike is going to come on mm-hmm. in a moment, uh, but is this this program is geared for adults 50-plus? Can you explain that? Yes. So for those, so Evolutions is our program, the clinical program that we offer for those that are 50-plus. Um, and so, again, similar to what I was mentioning, is there are some different needs of an older adult. So it might include, again, more couples counseling. It includes different levels of family counseling. But it also talks a lot more about pain management, um, different lifestyle changes that occur within somebody that's 50 and above. Um, again, those, those transitional times of your life as you're getting older, the metabolic changes that occur for you. Um, and I think an important piece, too, in the most respectful way, the reality is that for a lot of those that are 50 plus, they are looking at their recovery in a very different lens. And it's a difficult time for them to be spending with younger adults, right? Because younger adults are still struggling with the responsibility and the accountability and they're behaving as, as an appropriate young adult struggling with substance use does. So one of the key components is just the separation of the ages to allow people to be surrounded by others that have a similar life goal in their recovery. So young adults tend to like being with the young adults, um, but equally stated, those that are 50 plus prefer to be surrounded by those that are also in that age group um, because it's a different dynamic when those young adults are in there, you know, sharing war stories, sharing kind of, um, the experiences that they are only aware of because they're younger mm-hmm. adults. So a big component of that is just the separation of the ages as well. Right, speaking of, uh, you know, your success story, uh, and we're really gl- uh, glad that he came on and agreed to come on. Mike G is his name, and uh, Mike is celebrating. He went through this Evolutions program, and we'll talk to him about that. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show, and congratulations on your one-year anniversary. How do you feel? Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, I feel great. Um, I couldn't be happier. Uh, you know, I just take each day as it comes and keep a smile on my face. Well, that sounds good. Talk about your journey, Mike. How did your journey take you? I mean, how did you get to RCA and your eventual success and now your one-year recovery anniversary? Talk about the journey. 
Well, I I was drinking for a long time. Um, and as a lot of people know that are alcoholics, the drinking gets worse because you need more. Um, and it's always more and more and more until you eventually black out. And I woke up one morning in my bed, not knowing how I got there, with bloody knees and um, just this absolute feeling of dread. And I thought, well, this is my rock bottom. I need help. So I contacted my employer. We looked around for a facility. Uh, RCA Lighthouse was wasn't the closest, but it was highly rated, and I had read a lot of good things about it. So immediately I contacted them, and by the next day I was there, uh, walking through that door, not knowing what to expect. But as soon as you walk in, you're treated with kindness and respect that you're not expecting, you know, because you don't feel that good about yourself. You feel like you've failed you're weak, you know, you don't have a strong will, and these people are just there with, you know, with just love in their hearts, and all they want to do is help. So, you know, going through the program there, being surrounded by uh, men and, and our 9 o'clock um, group was, was good because I think when you get to a certain age, you know, you lose more. Like, I had lost relationships. Yeah. Um, I was close to losing my career. Um, these things that you put 20 and 30 years into, you know, and when you hit 50, you're supposed to have everything together. You know, you're supposed to pretty much know what you're doing, you know, for the rest of your life. And, you know, the perspective is different for an older adult. You're When you're closer to the end than you are the beginning, you see things a lot differently. I agree like with you there. About you know, I agree with you there. Yeah, younger people are are definitely you know they don't have that mortality <laughs> in their mind. Right. You know they're impervious to anything, and you know, uh, so it's a good program to really address the different needs of the older generation versus the younger. How old are you now, Talk Mike? More about the solution. How old are you now? I'm 53. 53. So 53. This was happening to you and you're obviously over 50 and like you said you're supposed to have your act together and here you are in this particular situation and I do understand cuz you and I talked yesterday briefly that before you got to RCA you had stopped and then you had a little relapse. So how did the yeah. how did the relapse happen? And how did you get back on track? Well, for three years I was sober, but I was white knuckling it. I wasn't working a program. I hadn't done the steps. I just stopped drinking. So I was miserable every day. You know, I couldn't be around alcohol. I would, you know, get sweaty and nervous and anxious and all that, and I would just have to escape. Um once COVID hit, my job had shifted to work from home. And with that idle time, you know, it doesn't take much for that disease to creep back in. You know, you start out with a couple little airplane bottles, and the next thing you know, you're moving up the pints, and then, you know, the big, you know, 
handles of yeah. alcohol uh, to get through the day. So, you know, that's where I was. And not that that was the issue. That just served as an opportunity for my disease. And since I wasn't working a good program and staying in contact with, you know, members of AA and other people, uh, it just it just happened. And it's a slow, progressive, you know, spiral downward into basically hell. Did anybody speak to you and your family or did anybody talk to you about, hey, you got to stop this or... How did how did how did your life go as far as that's concerned? I mean, I'm sure people may have said something to you along the way because you you were you were drinking for quite some time. Did did that ever come into play, family or friends or anything? Oh yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, friends and uh, the woman I was living with and her father was actually in AA and he tried to help me. But when you're in the midst of it. Um, especially if they try and talk to you when you're drunk or using, you know, you don't want to hear it. Yeah. You, know, you don't want you're right. to be told what to do. And at that age group, who are you to tell me? You know what I mean? Right. So that, that you know, it's, that, it's ingrained in your system, you know, as an alcoholic, A, to lie, deflect, you know, and um, just push it away. And push people away. Well, it's understandable because you're you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I'm in my fifties, so you know, what are you telling me? I've lived all this life, so it's not like a kid where you could say, oh, you know, you're a kid.' <laughs> so I guess it's more right. difficult when you're older for other people to tell you what to do and what not to do. Oh yeah, yeah, and they, and they, you know, they're weighing, you know coming to the realization that you have this disease, you know, it's hard on them too uh, because they love you and they care about you and they want to see what's best for you. But they also know in doing what they're doing, they could be burning a bridge. You could get pissed off and, you know, go, go on a bender and disappear for a week. You know, so it's a tough thing for families to deal with and friends to deal with, you know, all right, we are coming up on a break here on our show. It's Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Fighting the Opioid Addiction is our series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Trish Caldwell is here, and we'll get back to Trish in just a moment. She is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Services. And we've just been listening to Mike G. Mike is uh, an alumni of RCA's Evolution Program, and these are uh, groups that are geared to the 50-plus audience. Uh, Mike is celebrating his one-year anniversary. That was actually this past Thursday. So he's a year and two days in recovery. (laughs) 609-407-1450 is our number. I'm John DeMassey. We'll get more. We'll get back to more of our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with Trish and Mike And we'll do that after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and 
an EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at Jay Yakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Best of the press, seven years in a row for gift baskets. And this year, best produce store, BF Mazio. 601 New Road in Northfield now features an expanded prepared food section, more selections, and fewer reasons to cook. BF Mazio includes baked goods, prepared foods, gourmet specialties, and the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Special orders are welcome. BF Mazio online at bfmazio.com and holiday sides for your Easter and Passover dinners. BF Mazio, 601 New Road, Northfield. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose, our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series. By now, I'm sure you know the number, but I still suggest you write it down. For Recovery Centers of America, the 24-7 hotline, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY. That is the number. And like I said, that's a 24-7 hotline. Whatever your situation, whether it's drugs, alcohol, you think someone you know is addicted, you want to call for them, Whatever, they'll help you out. But that's what you do. You call 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY for Recovery Centers of America. And, of course, they are our sponsors, our partners, I should say, in our Fighting the Opioid Addiction Series, Recovery Centers of America. Our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. We're going to go to the phones and talk to Rich Barely. Rich, good morning. Welcome to the show. And you're on with Trish and Mike and John. Hi everybody, how you doing, John? Uh, you, you know me. I know. And, um, I know you I very well. Up, um, drinking. Uh, I, I gave up drinking at seven eleven ten is my date. And um, the hardest concept uh, that uh, if anybody in your audience uh, is dealing with an issue at all, 
is to tell yourself that you're going to give it up uh, for me uh, for the rest of my life. That was a tough concept to deal with. And um, like in AA and addiction programs, and uh, I, I have not gone to an addiction program, but AA, um, truly when they tell you one day at a time, you can deal with that, um, or I could. So, um, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, when you walk away with it, uh, from it, um, it's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new world. Right. That's right. You're absolutely right. So I just wanted to call in and uh, share a little bit with uh, my experience with it. So if anybody in your audience is dealing with an issue, they can call me, too, or call sure. anybody. But sure. uh, if you just deal with it in the short term and you get these little successes, the toughest time for me was the first 90 days, uh, you know, to walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, fu yeah. and it's funny. Sometimes I, I don't have a problem at all uh, because I go to a lot of social events with being around <laughs> it. But some people do when they get uh, when they give it up. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, Rich, and I appreciate your input and thanks for the call. I think the message there was, you know, uh, and Trish, if you can uh, chime in on this, that when you say I'm never going to drink again, that's forever, and you think, oh my God, that's forever. But if you take little steps, like I'm going to stop today, which is part of the 12-step, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get through today. I'm going yeah. to get through tomorrow. Talk yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that he said it, you know, in the best way possible is that when you're trying to begin a journey of recovery and then maintain long-term meaningful recovery, it really is about taking it one day at a time. Some days it's about taking it one minute at a time. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, for an older generation, again, having to kind of look at that and what alcohol has meant to somebody in their lives, um, which has different relationships throughout kind of an adulthood um, and having to make that kind of call is difficult. So, I mean, that really is the practice of why people say it's one day at a time. Sometimes it's an hour at a time. Sometimes it's a minute at a time. For a young adult, that becomes even more of a statement that they struggle with because they're having to make a decision again, as their brain is not fully developed. So they're not able to kind of think through things as rationally as an older individual, but at 18, 19, 20, 21, where they haven't even celebrated one of those milestones, they're really having to make a decision for the rest of my life. Um, and so that focus of recovery is really, you don't have to make decisions for the rest of your life. You just need to make decisions about the next minute. Um, and moving yourself towards that, you know, the, humil the humility of the substance and living it in one day at a time. So I think, you know, your caller said that really well in regards to keeping it focused, keeping it mindful and keeping it in the moment. Well, Trish, this is an important point, and it's interesting. It comes up after Rich's call, and we heard Mike's story before the break. And, and Mike's a great story, and you heard Rich's story, mm -hmm. and I think he's mm -hmm. 12 years, he was saying, that he's uh, ha hasn't drank. Uh, people in similar situations, I know it's hard for them to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, this is what I am at this point. How can uh, yeah. how can you give them some hope that they can do the same? Because a lot of people think they can't. So can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, in all honesty, I think the hope sits in the stories like Mike and Rich, 
Um, we yeah. see it every day, right? So we know that recovery can and does happen every single day. That is the beauty of the community and the fellowship. <clears throat> but it is the stories of those. I mean, I think as more and more people start to have conversations, because again, living in the space of working <clears throat> in this field, we see it every day, every single day. I see families heal. I see individuals begin to maintain long-term meaningful recovery. We hear the stories of the transformation of their lives um, and the celebration of the, the recovery life that they're living. But when you hear stories like Mike's and you hear stories of riches, that is the hope. When families hear the stories that people can and do recover, that is the hope. I mean, that's the beauty. So, you know, Mike being a part of alumni that's why being a part of alumni is so important. That's why being a part of NA is so important. That's why being a part of any fellowship becomes so important. And that's why, you know, at RCA, that's why our alumni programming is so vital. Because you see the hope when you sit around other individuals that are doing exactly what it is that you're doing. Where you see somebody that fought the same fight and is today celebrating a year, right? So for Mike and, and 12 years for Rich, if that was the year that he had said. So that is the hope. I mean, I will say, and I've been in this field for a very long time, there is no more beautiful of a community, supportive, um, hopeful, inspirational than the recovery community. And so it is so incredibly important for individuals to stay connected, for families to get involved in their own recovery system so that their pain and their kind of um, experience doesn't cloud the recovery of their loved ones. And so that they can see what it looks like for families' recovery as they also start to look and recognize their loved ones' recovery. So that is the hope, right? We're not the hope. Treatment isn't the hope. We provide opportunities for people to be around and supported by other people that are doing the walk and saying. And, and I'm proud of RCA for hiring so many that are in their own recovery because we need to see that people can and do recover. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking as you were talking that Mike had mentioned that he didn't have help from RCA and he stopped on his own and then he relapsed. But mm-hmm. now he, he signed up with a program, which is RCA, and now here he is. Mm-hmm. So talk about the importance of having the help and support, which, let's face it, Trish, you know it. You see it every day. A lot of people don't have the yeah. family support. They don't have any person yeah. that can help them. So uh, it's important to have you know someone like RCA, a group like that, on your side. Yeah. Correct. And I will say, you know, my phrase has always been families, whoever has your back when you walk outside of our property. Right. So whoever is going to support your recovery, that's your family. And so, you know, if you don't have a family of origin, right, that for various reasons and addiction does a lot of things to individuals that have experienced it either firsthand or through somebody that they love. But that becomes even more important to join things like alumni, to be a part of your fellowship, to be a part of it, because you because we don't recover alone. Right. That doesn't happen. We don't recover in isolation. We recover in communities. We recover in a supportive environment. And so if you don't have that family of origin, this is this is what we do. We will find you support. We will connect you with sponsors. We will connect you with our alumni. We will connect you with other fellows that have maintained um, their recovery and can support you in yours. So that does speak to it. So, again, to me, family is whoever has your back. Whoever's going to be a part of your recovery journey so you know you're not alone, so you don't live in isolation, 
um, because we know that recovery happens in the context of a community. You know, I, I have to tell you this story. I'm, I'm sure you heard my uh, my niece's husband was uh, in RCA for a little while, and he went and then he left. And Dawn Bellamarich was like a dog with a bone. Dawn stayed on top of him. She kept communicating with him and his wife and his parents, and eventually he went mm-hmm. back. And now, I'm knocking on wood here as I'm telling you. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. He's clean. But I, I have to tell you, yeah. and I have to tell when you guys are on, I have to say this, that, that and people think, well, you know, they know you. and No, no, it has nothing to do with the, that they're on mm-hmm. this radio show. It has to do with that's their yeah. job. And, in fact, I called Don right. one day. And I said, look, I'm really sorry that, you know, he, he rent- that's my job. She said, don't worry about it. That's my Correct. job. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we're here. That's right. Your, your dog's without a bone, okay, or with a bone. I mean, you, you, you just go and go and go until you get the job done. So I just had to say that. And uh, we're coming up on a break, yeah. Trish. We'll get back to you and Mike. Uh, Mike G is with us as well. And uh, we didn't forget about you, Mike. We'll get back to you in just a moment. Mike uh, is an uh, alumni of RCA celebrating one year in recovery. wonder if they had a cake for him. Maybe they did. Who knows? 609-407-1450. That's our number here. It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Back with more of our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with Trish and Mike. We're coming back after these words. In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, tax planning, or any other type question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money. Heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Featuring noted author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station. East Coast roofing and siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast roofing and siding. Trust us with your family and home. Hey there, South Jersey. This is Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Do you have a home project you've been pushing off? Does your house need a facelift? If so, you need to take advantage of our economic relief rebate program. For a limited time, we are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 12 months. Plus, when the job is complete, we will send you a rebate check for up to 15% of the cost. No payments until 2023 and money back in your pocket? You can't beat this deal. Call us today to schedule your free consultation. 609-625-1900. That's 609-625-1900. You can also visit our website at eastcoastroofing.com for more information. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Are you stuck in the 70s? Maybe the 80s. Looking at your kitchen or bath, you don't know what year it's from, but it sure looks old, tired, and in need of refreshing. Kitchen and bath designer Krista Carullo can help you transform your kitchen or bath into something very special. Home improvements like these can substantially improve the value of your home. Krista has designed and implemented hundreds of new kitchens and baths in the Vetner, Margate, Longport, and other areas of South Jersey. For more information on how Krista can help you, contact her at 609-694-5666. 609-694-5666. 
609-694-5666. Need to see samples of her work? Krista will be happy to send you some dazzling photos of her recent designs. Don't stay stuck in the 70s or 80s. Move up and make your home the desirable place it's meant to be. Contact Krista Carullo at 609-694-5666. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, partly sunny skies. I-56 tonight. Considerable cloudiness with a shower in spots late, low 37. Sunday, breezy with a passing shower or two. Cloudy in the morning. Then intervals of clouds and sunshine in the afternoon. I-59, mostly sunny Monday, I-59. I'm AccuWeather's Chris Morelli on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. Trish Caldwell is our guest, along with Mike G., who's an alumni celebrating one year in recovery. And we're calling today's show Addiction and Recovery by Age Demographic, Unique Treatments for Young and Older Adults. And we'll continue to talk about that. Recovery Centers of America, the toll-free hotline, 24-7, 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Call anytime, any question. And and I happened a few years ago, somebody said, listen, my my hairdresser's neighbor. And was, okay, so I called, they got to the person, and eventually they got him into Recovery Centers of America. So that's how it works, okay? 1-800-RECOVERY, 1-800-RECOVERY is the number. Talk with the purposes of our show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you have questions right now for Trish or Mike, 609-407-1450. Trish, I want to get back to this evolution program and it's for adults 50 plus much of what rca does is faith-based so i want you to talk about this evolutions program for those 50 plus and i want you to also talk about what's included is is this also faith-based is their their faith part of uh, this program as well so the faith-based programs are offered to any of our patients. Um, And so evolution certainly is going to be included in that, but that is open to any of our participants that want to be a part and to kind of reunite with their own faith. Um, And so what that looks like for anybody, and again, including evolution, um, is that we have spiritual advisors at all of our facilities, that we have, um, you know, individualized groups that are more specific to somebody that is wanting to have you know, a faith-based recovery plan, um, spiritual services, and weekly offerings of groups with those spiritual advisors to help kind of guide them through that. So the purpose of integrating the spiritual services is really to kind of fill that spiritual void um, that for many of our patients, they feel like they've lost through their addiction. So it is in conjunction with evolution. Um, but that that is open to anybody that would wish to be a part of kind of reconnecting with their faith and finding that, you know, as I had mentioned, filling that void in regards to their spiritual journey. So faith-based is across the board, no matter what the program is, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Yep. I, I anybody wanna... can ask or to receive that. Okay. And, and I know there's a lot of, I mean, we've had Pastor Jason on, we've had uh, yeah. David and Mimi on, I mean, every... There's there's mm-hmm. certainly a lot there and certainly a lot that people can take advantage of. I wanted to ask you, though, 
you you do have RCA has inpatient and outpatient, and mm-hmm. with with this evolutions program, uh, is is that the same? Is there inpatient and is there outpatient, or is it strictly inpatient? So it looks a little bit different. So we, you know, and and to Rich's point, right? So ninety days seems to be a pretty critical time period for yes. people to be able to maintain some sense of recovery. So. Yes. We provide a full continuum of care. Um, and so what that looks like is we do have programming that is more specific in that outpatient state, so that progression of care, um, that is for evolutions. We attempt to keep, you know, an older generation um, more inclusive in regards to their outpatient groups. Again, those are offered either through hybrid, through telehealth, in person. Um, and so that is the full continuum of care. The longer somebody stays in treatment, the higher their recovery rates. Um, we know that for having been here for a very long time, that 90 days seems to be a pretty critical time period. Certainly, the longer that they're in there, the higher the rates of success. Um, but yes, we offer this full a full continuum. But in an outpatient level of care, it's going to look a lot differently. Inpatient, obviously, we're, you know, they're going to be living in quarters where they are around other individuals that are more similar to the shared life experiences. Um, and within that outpatient, it's meeting them where they need to. Some are going back to jobs and they might need an afternoon um, group um, and others are, you know, working in the evenings and they need or vice versa. And so they need evening groups. So that becomes more of the standard of where we end up identifying what might be the most beneficial for an individual in their own recovery is meeting the, the life demands um, that allow for them to find some balance in between those two. But yes, Absolutely, we're offering that full continuum of care for those that are both for evolutions as well as meeting the needs that are a little bit more unique for those young adults. You know, I started the hour, and you heard me talk about, you know, when we started this particular series that we're doing, I thought, yeah, you know, the opioid crisis is here and everybody's talking about it and so on and so forth. And at the time, our governor was Chris Christie and he got involved and so on and so forth. And I thought, yeah, we'll do this a couple of years, then it'll kind of fade into oblivion, but it's not fading into oblivion, and, and unfortunately it continues. But I want to ask you, you're, you're on the front line. Do you see progress? I mean, are, are we making a dent in uh, addiction, whether it's alcohol or drugs? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. I mean, I think when we look at your speakers, then we're making a dent. Right. So every human life is the reason why we do this. So Mike today that's speaking. Yes. He's the dent. Rich that called in, who's got 12 years. He's the dent. Yeah. Um, And so we continue to meet the needs. I mean, I think there's always going to be something out there. So, you know, we're in a world that moves and, you know, offers the availability of substances um, for a lot of individuals that might be struggling with other areas of their lives in regards to their mental health, with family relationships, with stressors at work. And substances became a solution. Um, so I think as we look at identifying kind of where the source is, and I know at you know, recovery centers, we're really focusing in on like, what is the source that we're seeing so many people coming and needing access? Because the symptom is the substance use, right? So in the world of kind of, you know, substance, we always say the substances are not the problem. They're the solution. So today we need to figure out what the sources are, what's going on for so many Americans that they are struggling and needing to access these substances to feel better. But are we making a dent? Mike is on this call today, right? So his life has been changed. So every life that is found recovery is the reason we continue to show up every day. 
every oh. family that has an opportunity to kiss their loved one that night is the reason. How bad is fentanyl? I mean, we've, we, we hear stuff and you, you know, it's like, mm. you know, how, how bad is it from your perspective? Cause again, you're on the firing line. How, how bad is it? Yeah. Today? Uh, it, it's consistently bad. What I will say is it's kind of merged over to where we're seeing those that are taking psychostimulants. So I think once upon a time we saw fentanyl being introduced to those that were using heroin more exclusively um, and today that we are seeing overdose rates um, overstepping heroin um, in regards to psychostimulants because it is also being laced with fentanyl. So we certainly know that fentanyl is significantly more potent than any other opioid. And so that's where we're seeing the overdoses um, and the deaths associated with it. So I think there's a lot of misunderstandings where people are like, you know, Heroin's been around forever, so what's happening that individuals are dying today? And it's because of fentanyl. So fentanyl has not been around forever, and so when that gets laced into somebody's use, um, it's causing, you know, it's suppressing the respiratory system, and so it's causing those overdose rates. You know, having been in this field for 27 years, it wasn't really until the introduction of fentanyl that we were seeing the death rates that we're seeing today. Um, And today, you know, all bets are off. So it's, we're seeing this just as much with psychostimulants as we are with vent, with heroin. Um, and the loss of life is what is evident as a result of it. Uh, Trish, you, you started off, uh, in, we started talking about this uh, program at RCA. And again, our title of the show mm-hmm. is Addiction and Recovery by Age Demographic, Unique Treatments for Young and Older Adults. And you started by, by quoting some numbers uh, because people still don't think, I mean, in general, the public who is not involved in this, you know, on a day-to-day basis as you are and the folks at RCA, mm-hmm. but people still think that it's young kids. But from what you said, yeah. and can you go over those numbers again, older adults are just as vulnerable, right? I mean, it's not like a, an age thing now where it's only young people. Correct. Yeah, I I mean, I think today what we're seeing is that the average age is about 40 plus. We're seeing a lot more of a population that's coming to access treatment um, for the first time for many of them, many of them older adults um, as opposed to those young adults. So we're still seeing young adults, but in all honesty, in most of our treatment spaces today, we're seeing older adults coming to treatment more readily than we are the younger adult population. So, and a lot of them coming for alcohol use disorder. Yeah. How does it, how does it, in your opinion, how does it fester that long? Cause we heard rich earlier, you know, and, and, and I know rich, he's not, he's not young, but he's not old, but he's an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does, mm-hmm. how do these things and, and Michael come on in a few minutes, we'll get back to him. How do the, how do these things fester for 25, 30 years? I mean, I mean, is there any studies on that? How does that continue? There is. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming you mean like the, the transformation from somebody that uses alcohol versus right, then right. becomes a, a active alcohol use disorder. So, yes. yes, I mean, I think, you know, alcohol is one that it takes a little bit more time for it to convert over into an alcohol use disorder. Right. So and and again, it looks different for individuals. If somebody was using heroin, I think people are recognizing and appreciating whether or not they need help. Right. Or access it there's a certain recognition of if I'm using heroin, I'm aware that I have something going on because that would not be seen typically within, you know, our community with alcohol. 
there is a lot of justification for what it is that they're doing. Yes. Um, it is legal. And so if I get up and I get my job done, then I'm okay. If I haven't ruined all of my relationships, then I think I can still do it. And Mike spoke to that, right? The, yes. The rationalization of my ability to be able to continue to use alcohol because it's, because it's legal, because I can go out, because it's almost everywhere that I go. So there's a progressiveness about it. I think what we're seeing in light of COVID, in fairness, is there's as mental health and different levels of, again, what is the source? So what changed? There are metabolic changes that occur to an individual as they get older. So it increases their propensity for addiction. And there is research with that. But there is an increased level of addiction after a certain age because their metabolic rates change, because of the neurochemistry, because of certain vulnerabilities that change as a result of us getting older and our body being able to metabolize alcohol. So that increases some of the risks that it, it went from I was just drinking with my friends to now I have an alcohol use disorder. Right, right. And then I think, again, in light of COVID, isolation and the perpetuation and increased stressors and increased anxiety and increased depression increased the volume and the accessibility of those using alcohol more frequently to cope as opposed to, you know, maybe going out on the weekends and having drinks um, or cocktails with an individual. So it changed the amount that was being used and the reasons it was being used, which then also increased the vulnerability of developing a substance use disorder. Okay, Trish, we're coming up on a break. Um, we're going to give you a back seat and we're going to bring in Mike after the break. And Mike's going to wrap up uh, the hour for us. And uh, Mike G., who is celebrating one year of recovery. Uh, he celebrated this this past Thursday. So we'll talk to Mike, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk With a Purpose. Final thoughts on our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with Recovery Centers of America after these words. At Recovery Centers of America, we know getting sober and staying sober is something you must work on every day. And with life being hectic, attending therapy and meetings can be difficult, but not anymore. Introducing Shoutout, brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Shoutout is a new teletherapy app that brings evidence-based addiction treatment to you at the click of a button. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call 866-99-SHOUT now for a same-day assessment. Whether you're starting treatment, experiencing a relapse, or need help staying on track, our therapists provide expert group and individual addiction treatment that's convenient, accessible, and affordable. You'll love all the features of the Shoutout app, including the sobriety tracker, community forum, and educational, inspiring content that provides support 24-7. And Shoutout is in-network with major insurance providers. Visit shoutout.com slash radio or call Recovery Centers of America at 866-99-SHOUT for an assessment. That's 866-99-SHOUT. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 
For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC, Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. And we're back here in our Fighting the Opioid Addiction series with our partners, Recovery Centers of America. 1-800-RECOVERY. Write that down. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number for Recovery Centers of America. Like I said, it's a 24-7 hotline. You can call at any time. And you know what? I've been to the call center. I've seen it in action. Rarely does it get to the second ring, but that's how they operate, okay? 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY is the number for Recovery Centers of America. A couple of minutes left of our hour, and uh, we've been talking to Trish Caldwell, who is the Senior Vice President of Clinical Services. But Mike G. has been with us, and Mike is celebrating his one-year anniversary in recovery. Mike, did they they have a cake for you on Thursday, or or is that coming soon? Uh, uh, No cake, but a lot of hugs. Good. Hugs are better. Good. That's better for the diet, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> sure and i'm diabetic so really well, well so am i and once in a while i cheat but you know you got you got to do that oh yeah uh yeah here, here's here's the question and why we do this series in part is to give people hope and i guess you're the perfect one to talk about this what can you tell people or how can you tell them that there is hope and, and what actually triggered you saying, hey, you know, enough of this. Enough. I tried it on my own. It didn't work. So I'm going to get help. Can you talk about what triggered you to do that? Well, it, what's spoken in the room about a lot is uh, what's called the gift of desperation. And when you hit that point where, you know, oh, it seems like all hope is lost. You know, you've nowhere else to turn. Your way has not worked. It's very evident. Uh, when I, you know, I did have a relapse because I refused IOP, and that was my taking my will back. Uh, my my relapse led me to the hospital, um, and that was that. I was at a meeting the next day. I went deep into the AA program, got my sponsor, worked the 12 steps, and it wasn't that hard. And, and what your caller had mentioned earlier is you don't think about the rest of your life. It's every day. You know, you ask for that daily reprieve, just one day at a time, or like Trish said, one minute at a time. Whatever gets you through the day, because I guarantee you, as those days start to add up, it gets so much better. Your life is better. Your relationships are better. Your outlook on things becomes brighter. Um, things don't get you down, and you learn to live in the moment. All right. So, so now you're at the year, 
And what have they told you? What have you learned that how you can maintain this? Because you just said, you know, one day at a time. How do you maintain this for another year? Can you talk about that? Sure. It's simple. It's, you know, God, AA, and helping others. The more I give my, you know, sobriety, you know, myself to another alcoholic, the more I can keep it. You know, the more I help others, and it doesn't have to be an alcoholic. It's just being courteous, opening the door, smiling at people, saying have a great day. You know, all these little things add up to to a general feeling of joy, you know, that you didn't experience before. You thought you had joy in a bottle, but it wasn't there. You kept looking and looking. And now, just by living your life this way, helping other people, helping alcoholics, listening to friends, being able to actually listen to somebody. Yeah, that's important. And not come up with an answer. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. You hear them. They don't want you to solve their problem. Mike, uh, thanks a lot. Congratulations. Unfortunately, we got that's all right. We got to wrap it up. Thank you. Mike G, one year in recovery, courtesy of Recovery Centers of America. Trish Caldwell, Vice President of Clinical Services for Recovery Centers of America. Thanks to Mike and thanks to Trish. And thanks to you for listening. I'm John DeMassey. Thanks to Chris Coleman for producing. Have yourself a great week. We'll do it all over again next Saturday. Talk with a purpose, 9 till noon. WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. You take care.